This is episode 334 of Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will, soon to be 27 years old, Hegwood, and today I'm joined by Marcel, late to the BG3 party, Manzano. Oh, I'm already unmuted. Uh, the You made it sound like the Bee Gees. Like the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees party. Yeah, the Bee Gees party. Uh, race, yeah, racing I'm, class, I'm, I'm, by the way. Yeah, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 we're talking about. Race is, uh, I chose a druid. And what do you mean by class? Uh, what? I, I did the moon thing in class, like the, the circle okay, moon Okay, okay. What species are you? But I'm only like three hours in, so I don't... Species I don't what species are you? Oh, got you. I am the, um, the same class as that arrogant uh, uh, rogue. They got like pointy ears, but they're not elves. Oh, druid. Drow? Oh, drow. Drow. Sorry. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, the cooler elves. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's the, a lot. They're like the dark elf or something. That That's a lot yeah. to unpack. So we're going to move on to Ryan. I count more. The, I count more this year. Staniszewski. Yep. Counting, uh, including what I eat. So hopefully mm. I will eat less and be smaller. We also have James New Year. Same me, Ritter. I don't change for anybody. I'm, I'm me. Right. Or is it you're supposed to change something every year? I don't know. I think we're supposed to resolute a change. Whatever mm. that means. Mm. <laughs> and most importantly, Chris Tio Extraordinaire Alan. Hi. Uh, let's see. I don't know. My brain's already shot. It's already all over. I'm still stuck on. I was going to tell James. No, your resolution should be, I refuse to change. I'm flawless. Mm. Any change would be a downgrade. Yeah, ah. exactly. I'm, I'm already... I'm, I, I, this is my perfect form. Yeah, correct. You already ate both androids. <laughs> Impossible to improve. <laughs> we were just talking about Dragon Ball earlier, too. <laughs> I get that reference. Woot. All right, well... Chris, we're so excited to have you, but before we learn everything you have to say, I have to thank the GSB Patreons. Uh, the Patreons are what runs the whole thing, uh, keeps our lights on, keeps the website up, and we're able to give them uh, Discord-only, Patreon-only channels on our Discord and shareable art from our past projects, so if you want to become part of the largest group of our supporters, head to patreon.com slash gold squadron now if you don't know chris allen first off i got two questions for you star warsy things if people don't know who you are but uh -huh. if you don't know who chris is ben t Allen forever he used to be on uh the carolina crates huge figurehead if you've gone to worlds he was your judge last year uh really just a huge list of accolades accolades accomplishments whatever that word is throughout your x-wing career um but uh some easy questions for you do you have a favorite ship in star wars x-wing what's your favorite ship in to fly oh i am a moron so i really like flats not flat <laughs> that's wrong i don't like flats. i like sticko all the other laps are stupid <laughs> <laughs> sticko's cool <laughs> 
He's the most fun in the game. Uh, I want to say Edas are fun, but they're not. They're cool looking. Um, I can't say contractually obligated Ty Aggressor because they're not in the game anymore. May they rest in peace. One day they're coming home. <laughs> you, you don't. You don't like Hawk. Hawk's pretty cool. Bear rolling. No, he's not nearly as cool as side slipping. Sicko is actually allowed to use missiles, and he's not good at it. But he's allowed <laughs> to use sometimes, which is exciting. Which is uh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, the only other question I got is, what color would your lightsaber be? Oh, alright, so, uh, if you're not aware, I am super colorblind. Like, extremely, I cannot see any green at all. Zero green. So my favorite color is green. unironically gray. And the gray lightsabers, I think, are actually a thing now, so it's not a, as good of an answer as it used to be. But, yeah, I like the gray lights, like the KOTOR ones. Mm, yeah, I think like, uh, Ahsoka, Ahsoka would be like the closest. Yeah, Ahsoka's yeah. like a lighter silver. I think they had. I thought they had gray in uh, one of the Force Unleashed, one of the first ones when Disney wasn't. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Oh, ch double checking like, everything as much. And the Old Republic had like black ones with uh, gray and silver like borders that were super cool. But I think uh, Disney sent all that to the Shadow Realm. So yeah, just, yeah. just assume any color lightsaber probably came from a video game that you didn't see in a movie <laughs> or some comic book. Nine people on Earth have read. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Alright, well, uh we are really thankful to have you here. You are running, if I'm not mistaken, uh the worlds in uh March at Adepticon. That's it. Um well it's not just me. There's a I mean if you remember last year it was a all hands on deck crazy experience with the six of us. Um but yeah, I'm technically the adult. So it's my job to come and spread the word on stuff. So here I am. It's funny because um, last year we didn't, like deliberately didn't come and talk to everything. Um, you remember, it's it's so hard to, uh, to like try to imagine how things were a year ago because it's changed so much. But like Worlds was most people's like first AMG tournament. Like it was the first thing that they ran, well, that we ran for them. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, I've been today. I was going through and updating our all of the uh, like documentation that's going live next week. For like, hey, here's what you need to play. Here's the stuff you can play and can't play. Like, component, all the boring stuff no one reads. Um, and I just it was like going through paragraphs and paragraphs of like, no, you can't use your painted stuff that looks like Harry Potter stuff. No, you can't use like all this stuff. And it's like, oh, why do we need all this? And it's like, oh yeah, because. You know, before Worlds last year, like, there was no OP support since, like, 2020 because of the COVID stuff. Like, it was it. So, it, it was the Wild West. Everybody had no idea what was going on. So, yeah. But, yeah. It's, I mean, it's nice to, I don't know. It's been a very long time since I, like, was on a group of podcast recording. So, it's nice to be here. Um, so, I've got just, like, a list of stuff to go over. I don't want to, like, read a bullet point. So, yell at me if we're ever boring or you want to talk more about stuff wait but no the, we're expecting like powerpoint presentations with, yes uh, all right here's like, your slide pointers. I, yeah. I, 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 brought my, I brought my pillow dude let's go <laughs> all right um but yeah so main thing is so it is we are recording today on january 1st uh january 7th i'm like 99 percent sure it's january 7th is when the adepticon uh event ordering goes up which includes worlds so you're probably going, wait a minute, I need my uh, confirmation for my world's invite. 
still yeah yes you do you don't you don't need that to uh, buy a world's ticket to get an event badge um amg will be sending out those confirmations i believe at the end of the month is what they said but i would have to double check that's not my problem or at least it's not my problem yet <laughs> i have a feeling it might be but uh yeah so next week all of the side event registration goes up and the adepticon badge registration goes up so you want to make sure you get those things um so you need a pass like a badge to the convention hopefully that's obvious but yeah does that, does that and, include uh, the last chance qualifier yeah so if you want to play in the last chance qualifier you need an adepticon badge and you'll be able to sign up for the last chance qualifier okay. when the cart goes live on the 7th um okay. and right now that's capped at 128 um if we get a crazy wait list again i'll see what i can do about getting it bigger uh this will shock you we're very tight on space this year with how many worlds out in the wild so i'm not sure i'm not sure what the budget for space will be because i know especially legion with their huge space requirements and hundreds of invites out there is a huge logistics problem but yeah um the seventh is when event registration goes up make sure you get your badge uh if you need to play in the lcq make sure you get your lcq thing um, have you guys looked through or talked about the other events? Or is this all the first time you're seeing Slack hearing about we, it? We have not talked or seen any of this. No, we were going to wait until, I guess, registration would be open. So, now. Yep. Okay, well, good timing. All right, so things are a little different this year from last year um, in terms of the general structure. So we'll, we'll talk about Worlds Left because it's got the most to talk about. But basically, uh, so we're doing a prize wall again. This one's a little more structured than last time. So you can earn tickets for every game you play. You can get you get five tickets per game of X-Wing. And I'm only going to talk about X-Wing because that's what you guys care about. Um, it's a little different for other games. We don't care about those people. We, we care about X-Wing. So you get five tickets per game of X-Wing you play, no matter what you're doing it in. So if you're playing like the World Championship, the LCQ, you get five tickets per game. If you win your game, you get one extra ticket. So you can get five or six tickets per round. You can do that five times a day. Uh, regardless of what you're playing in. So if you're playing in the LCQ and you lose two games and you drop out and then you go and you do three games with something else, cool, you played your five games that day. You can still do other stuff, but you got your limit of tickets for the day. So there is a limit of 25 base tickets plus wins yeah, per day. plus five. So 25 to 30 per day. Okay. And uh, I don't have the breakdown of what everything costs. Like, I don't know. Um, but AMG has said that there's very cheap stuff. I believe they said... Cards and dice can be like single digits. And there's stuff that costs 100 or 200. They put out a list of stuff. There's like play math and stuff. So it's not surprising that stuff is more expensive. So are they going to have like for the people that got invites and they're going to be potentially 20, 20, 25, 25 tickets uh, in the hole compared to people that do the LCQ? Do they have enough? Right. So uh, like side events? to cover like that much if they come in on the LCQ yeah. day? So Thursday is the LCQ. And if you show up on Thursday, um, I've just got the, I'm just going down the Adept, Adepticon event registration, which actually let me mm -hmm. send this to you guys. I should have already done it. Uh, here we go. There we go. So that should filter it to, I don't know if that's gonna filter to x but you can search x dash wing and that'll pull everything up. And it's here by date, which is nice. So LCQ on Thursday is one of three things. So the top one is uh, very different from last year. You'll see it's called Unconventional Warfare League. That is, you can buy that ticket and it's good for the entire weekend to play as many games as you want. Uh, you only get tickets for five of the game. 
But if you remember a couple years ago, AMG did like a, um, a format where it was during mini extravaganza and no one participated because no one knew it existed. But it was like you play a, a list with all small ships and then like every day you got a new perk or you played a list with like a couple big ships. Sound familiar? Yeah, it's like you get you get like perks based on what kind of what kind of uh, squad you're playing. Yeah, exactly. So we're doing that. So on Thursday, you know, you'll get some minor perk, and then they get bigger as the weekend goes on. So, you know, on Thursday you might have a small benefit to your large base ships, but by the time Sunday comes around, you know, your small base ship and your large base ship list are totally different because you know you start rolling extra attack dice every shot and blah blah blah. Uh, so if you sign up for that league, uh, you can just do that as your entire source of tickets all weekend and have a good time. Um, so like Marcel, you were saying, hey, I can't play in the LCQ. What am I supposed to do? You can sign up for that. You can play five games of that on uh, Thursday, hopefully have some fun. Um, and then... So that's if like not progressive, it sounds like, right? That's, so that's like, because it's saying right there, played over three days. So that's yep. kind and of a progressive league. Yeah, you don't ever get like knocked out of it. Um, when it says progressive, what it means is like you, you get you unlock new stuff as the week goes on. So you know, like let's say you're playing um, on Thursday, you get in Thursday morning, and you're like, well, I want to play stuff, I want to get tickets. You can play in unconventional warfare. You can get your tickets for the day playing that. Um, then you play in regular worlds the next day. Uh, you play five rounds. Uh, you do really well, and then you know you make it to Saturday. So you play five more rounds of worlds, but then you know you don't make the top sixteen. So then on Sunday, you still have your Unconventional Warfare badge, and you can go back and play Unconventional Warfare on Sunday to continue getting tickets. Um, and then that's, that one event entry is good for the whole weekend for that. Um, so that's one of the major new things. The other one that I really like, um, we kind of told AMG and talked OP, like told them how we generally run side events for you know running kits and everything. Uh, like, we tried to do it on demand, so if you remember at Gen Con, you could be like, hey, I really want to run, um, I want to play Aces High with my friends, um, but I don't want to wait for, like, whatever scheduled start time for it. We just want to play. Like, is that okay? And it's like, well, the logistics of it are complicated because we have to figure out how to, like, you have to go get event tickets and everything. Uh, so, they came back and said, hey, let's just do this instead, which is, there's going to be, like, a library, basically. You can just go up and you can check out whatever OP kit you want from it and play it and bring it back when you're done, and that's it. Um, so, uh, we're also going to have schedule time. So, like, let's say you want to play Children of Mandalore, one of the Children of Mandalore scenarios. Um, I don't remember what they're called, but Beskar Recovery. You really want to play Beskar Recovery. Uh, you can either come up with a friend and say, hey, I want to play Beskar Recovery, or you can come up to the OP library, and we'll have just some, like, scheduled time. So, you know, maybe it'll say Saturday at 3 p.m. is Beskar Recovery. So you go, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to show up at 3 p.m. on Saturday and play Beskar Recovery then. And you can get tickets from doing that as well. Uh, the only thing I don't know off the top of my head there is what the costs and everything are there. Um, it's not in the registration site yet, and that's not <laughs> that's not my pay grade to figure out how they're um, like handling costs and everything for that. I don't know if it's just you know go and grab a kit and you're good, or if it's going to be a generic ticket. Um, on the registration site right now, it's just there are no tickets for sale, so I don't think you need to worry about it selling out or anything, but. Yeah, so that's broadly how it's going to be handled. One of the bits of feedback we got, um, I can't remember if it was from you guys. Marcel was asking if I was spying earlier. Um, but somebody said about Gen Con, it was like, yeah, um, I really like the side events, and it was cool that they were firing off, but like it was my first event I've ever been to, and I didn't know anyone. I didn't want to just go around asking random people, like, hey, I really want to play 
this do you want to play with me because kind of awkward right so that way it's kind of the best of both worlds so you can do the like the ffg 2019 world style fire event off with your friends whenever you want or if you're just trying to meet people you can do that as well does that make sense yeah honestly the opgen yep. library sounds like a way better compromise because i remember previous years you just have lists upon lists of events scheduled yeah. for like aces high and all the other side of it and they've made actually quite a lot like in what the droid soccer the two different mandalorian things aces high like there's actually quite a bit with as well all of the battle scenario packs battle of yavin uh the siege of coruscant maybe battle over endor by worlds or now who knows like there's actually quite yep. a bit of non-regular X-Wing stuff oh. available to play right now. So just having a library whenever, that's pretty awesome. Uh, question with, um, you know, let's say you're coming in and you're you're flying Resistance for your list at LCQ and Worlds and, like, that's your tournament list, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you want to do one of these, like, you know, uh, you know, library card, you know, check out your OP kit, uh, but it's the CIS against the Galactic Republic. You need to have your own CIS and Galactic Republic ships, or or. So the stuff that'll be there to check out for um, like Yavin and Coruscant will be the, what's in the like the kit itself. So like the Invisible Hand cardboard, the Yavin trench. So you'll need to bring your own like Rebel and Empire list or Republican Separatist stuff. Okay, and you don't have to play. Do you have to play? For example, again, just talking about for the people that come with their, uh, yeah. with their tournament list, do you have to play those with the Republic and the CIS, or can you like swap in different factions or different lists? I mean, so you could like, I mean, nobody's gonna come and check and make sure you're playing legally, right? If you and your opponent are like, do, I guess that's the yeah, question. right. Does it, does it function? But, uh... Does it work? I mean, realistically, like, Yavin mostly works with random faction stuff. Um, the Siege of Coruscant stuff just doesn't, because you need Ion-specific stuff. You need... It's all built around, especially the Separatist respawning ships are supposed to be the other things. But I think, actually, the answer to your question is, also on Thursday, there's, a like, just a four-round Swiss prep for people that are just like, I'm here to win the World Championship. <laughs> I've got my resistance list. I'm here to win. Just put me in. Give me some practice. Um... And the nice thing there is, uh, so it's a four-round Swiss, but you can just hop in whatever you want. So, like, let's say you get there at 2 p.m., you can just join around 2 or 3 when you get there, and that's totally fine. Um, so that's all the Thursday stuff. Uh, unsurprisingly, Friday, basically all of our space is for the World Championship. Um, I don't know exactly how many people that's going to be yet, because people haven't started telling us they're coming, of course. So we won't really know exactly how much space it is until the day of there whatever space we don't need for worlds you'll be able to use for the other things i just don't want to try to make promises on how much space that'll be because you know 500 people could come back and say hey i'm coming to worlds and it's going to be very different um but once we start kicking people out that aren't doing well enough on saturday um we have more of the same events the only major new thing in there um that i hope people are excited about um You'll see there's that Adepticon Presents Star Wars X-Wing doubles. So um, they actually asked us to run this because they saw Dion did it in 2022. It was like, hey, um, there isn't an official doubles format for X-Wing, we are aware, now that Epic is uh, 
no longer with us. Um, but we want to have a team event because people enjoy team events and team event as in like, you know, multiple people at the same game having a good time. So it's small right now. So if you wanted, well, it's, there's only 32 slots for it right now. That's not 32. No matter what happens, we can't add more space. Uh, it's just 32 because we don't know how much to expect people will want to do it. So if you want to do it, sign up and get on the wait list and we'll make sure we get more space added to it. But so that is... 32 teams, not 32 people. Yes, 32 teams. So 64 players. Um... Yeah, and it's just a four-round Swiss, so one of each scenario with a teammate. And it is as simple as we could get it to have, hopefully have it be fun. Um, the main thing to note there is it's 18-point games instead of 20, which probably sounds weird off the top of your head. So, like, let's say me and Marcel were going to be a team. I would bring nine points. He would bring nine points. And uh, together we have an 18-point list. And they can be different factions. They can be the same faction. Uh, stuff that's unique is not unique between our lists, so I can play Darth Vader, he can play Darth Vader. Um, and otherwise, it's a normal game. You're playing to 18 points instead of 20 to win the game as well. And the Did reason you... for that is, if it's 20 points, um, you can't play 9-point ships. Uh, which is bad, because there's some very fan-favorite 9-point ships, like Boba Fett and Darth Vader. So I think like we should probably include those. I was gonna say two, and, two, 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 two people show up on the same team, one, one, and they both bring Vader Defender, both bring Boba. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Nothing happens the miniatures game. Um, yeah. But yeah, is, so is there any way to sign up as like a solo queue player? Yeah. So um, if you, it's one of the logistics headaches that we have that I'm trying to find a good solution for. So you are absolutely welcome to show up with nine points by yourself, and we will find you a teammate. Um, we'll have to find some way to refund one of your tickets and you can use it for something else um, that's in the event packets that are going live. There's a bunch of event packets with all these details and them going out next week. Uh, they're what I'm currently working on. But uh, yeah, so you're 100% welcome to just go play with a random person. That's why um, the factions and everything aren't, you don't have to play the same faction and stuff that is unique isn't unique between players so that you know you don't have to worry about like, oh no, what if my... Teammate is also bringing, I don't know, Death Troopers. What am I going to do? Like, I mean, well, I, I, I hate that you can play Darth Vader on... Uh, <laughs> I'm about to face two Darth Vaders, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes so, so much more sense logistically. Just be like, whatever. Like, it's fine. It, it probably won't be too broken, right? Yeah, well, and, I, and the funny thing is, so on that note, I know there's someone listening to this is going, wait a minute, Chris. Oh, I can't play my eight-point ship now. Nine points is the limit, right? That sucks. And it's like, well... I'm sorry, man. The eight-point ships are like Maul Gauntlet, okay? We had to yeah, that, <laughs> expect one of us in the wreckage. You need to say eight-point ship. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, the other thing is, so one of the common complaints you hear about the game, about X-Wing, for people that are um, like unhappy with the AMG change, especially the last points, is like, I wish everything were more expensive because there's too much stuff on the board. And really... I'm going to rephrase what they mean is uh, there's too much stuff on the board. I wish I had like list fewer points, right? It's much easier to just say, let's play with 18 points instead of 20 versus let's rebalance the cost of every ship in the game. So I'm hoping that this gives some kind of avenue for a casual game where people can kind of just see what an 18 point game would be like. Um, yeah, but otherwise the rules are all normal. I just realized that uh, you are, you've also banned Kylo as well. Which Kylo? Silencer is seven uh, points. Silencer, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, salute. That is true. That. It's my bad. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, only faction without two points. Yeah, yep. only faction without a two pointer. Yeah. Uh, RIP. 
Sorry. I expect the angry hate mail in the mail. Thank you. <laughs> it's already, yeah. I mean, Kylo users being hateful, I mean, it just works, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You come in with your yeah. Kylo lightsaber, violently swing it around, get kicked out of Adepticon. It'll be great. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, get, uh, get good with Kylo Whisper, right? Yo. Yeah, good call, though. It's, um, it's funny because uh, I played a little bit of this and I spent a long time in Yasby trying to figure out, you know, like, is this actually fun? Because I'm sure two people are going to bring Darth Vader Defender and it's like, that probably won't be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I'm sure someone's going to bring like a rack with Death Troopers next to a um, Aphra with, you know, whatever, handing out stress and then you can't remove, right? There's a bunch of really gross stuff you can do so, with cross-faction cards, but... Uh, two so different Harris. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's giving I each other totals. Each <laughs> ships, so right? is this... Uh, sorry. Go, your question first, but then I had a question. Sorry. Yeah. Go, does go does each player have to bring two ships, or is it nope. just... Okay, so someone could bring a, a nine-point... Uh, yeah, 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 he was saying it could be two Bobos versus two Defenders. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh God. I thought we were saying this not allowed. It is allowed. Oh, Yo, no, it is, is allowed. allowed. Oh, no. No, I, I already am like, yeah, it's probably allowed. <laughs> we'll deal with it. Yeah. So, the... Um, with, with the cross-faction stuff, is it going to work... Uh, is your teammate going to be a friendly or an alliance? Yep. Yeah, so there's we're ignoring all the rules on allied versus friendly. Everything's friendly just for simplicity's sake, right. which means, yeah, you can run Hera and Hera in your list and then pass two tokens to them and all that good <laughs> stuff. It'll be a little wild. <laughs> One of the benefits of having all the prizes mostly be for participation for side events <laughs> is things can be a little broken. That sounds fun, though. I actually think, you know, it, it doesn't need... The, the tournaments tend to be very try-hard and very serious, so it's nice to have yeah. something that's just, like, broken and and whatever. You might have, you know, three three-point ships, so that's six ships against just, like, two defend, uh, two Raider defenders. Yeah, two Raider yeah. defenders. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so hopefully that's fun. Um, it's very much, I mean... There's going to be more games played of that than we tested of different point limits and everything in the first round of Swift, right? So stuff's going to break. That's okay. Hopefully we can get a you know a good doubles format out of it over the long term. Maybe one that AMG will officially support. Um, I don't know. I can't promise that. It's just yeah. uh, something I, they I asked us to run and figure out. I think, I think this may be one event that I'd like to keep my eye on of like what comes out of it because I think there's a lot of spicy stuff to come out of two oh, yeah. nine points. So I, I assume banlist still active, right? Yep, it's just a, it's standard. So okay, I oh, double checked okay. my brain real quick. I was like, Sabine crew and Deathfire? No, no, <laughs> not right, not allowed. Sabine crew still banned. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. Goji and and Deathfire. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> sure. New Goji meta, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure some wonky stuff will come out. The funny thing is, um, it's during the day two Swiss, like round six through ten of the regular Swiss. So you can't really like if your if your goal is to do really well at Worlds, you can't really like plan on playing <laughs> in doubles. Um, so I will see um, something. I don't know if I have the power to do, but is on my list of stuff like to do is um, if people want to just go to the OP library and play doubles, if that's chill. Um, I would like the answer to that to be yes, but there might be some reason I can't think of that it would be no. So I've got that on my list of stuff to bring up to Adepticon and say, hey, is this okay? 
because I'm sure people will do really well and then want to have played doubles. And it's like, well, I missed my only chance. That sucks. Yeah, yeah I didn't pre-purchase it because I thought I was going to do well. Yeah, right. Or, you know, it sold out or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Sunday, um, again, you know, the same unconventional warfare stuff is running. The top 16 is running. Um, the OP kit library is running. There's also a three-round Swiss if you just, you know, like Marcel. I brought my resistance list. Let me grind out more games. That's your uh, avenue for that. So that's the, that's like all the events that are running. So other than worlds. So you guys ready for our worlds format breakdown? You got I your pillows. Everybody got their eye mask. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, for people that were there last year, it'll look familiar. But let's let's assume people weren't there last year. Uh, so we're looking at ten rounds of Swiss. That's a lot. That's a big number. It's a big scary number. Uh, so on Friday, there will be five rounds of Swiss. Uh, so you have to be there Friday to play. It's not, you know, oh, I'm going to show up Saturday and I'll play the Saturday heat. You're going to miss out on <laughs> playing. You have to be there Friday. Uh, the people that have at least eight tournament points will progress to round six of Swiss on Saturday. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Uh, yeah, which part? There. The, the yeah, so Friday. The, yeah, the Friday is day one of Swiss. Uh -huh. And then... Yep. And Saturday is continued. So it's not, yes. heat, it's not heat one. It's right. day one. Same Correct. as last day year. Yeah. Same as last year. Yeah. Yeah. So there are 10 rounds of Swiss, of which you are required to play all 10 if you're going to make the cut. <laughs> you can't show up Saturday and be like, all right, guys, I'm ready for Swiss. Yeah, because you yeah where's my, where's my five buys, Chris? What the heck? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Look, I never lost the on Friday, so I'm here, right? You said X and one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, um, but eight tournament points, if you're not familiar, is two wins and two draws or better. So it's three points for a win, one point for a draw. So if you go three and two, you'll make it. You probably won't make the cut, uh, but it's possible to. Um, and three wins, or two wins and two draws, you almost certainly won't make the cut. But again, it's possible to. So, um, like, as a reference point, when it was a top eight cut with about 180, 180 players last year, I think. That sounds right. Um, there was a top eight cut something because I remember I was the last one let in. <laughs> you were the last one. <laughs> the gates opened eight. up exactly enough. Um, well, but yeah, maybe so... in the chat he put in like the whole breakout thing, or you're not doing that yet. No, that's what it should look like this year. That, that's spoilers for the future, but yeah, um, it was it's kind of, I'm expecting kind of a similar breakdown as last year. Um, if we have about 300 players that show up to play, um, it'll be possible to make cut at three and two, but not or at three and two on day one, but not guaranteed. So like last year, eighth and ninth place were both three and two, and like eighth and ninth in Swiss after ten rounds had both been three and two, and they were, um, you know, strength of schedule competing to be the eighth seed, and only one of them made it. May Crispy rest in peace. Uh, yeah, and. Let's see. Let me check my format stuff to see what else. It is a top 16 this year, not a top 8. Um, that's probably surprising for those of you that follow the stuff I put out. But uh, we can get away with it with 10 rounds that it shouldn't be intentional draw hell. And um, like those, all those games should mostly be meaningful. There will be a couple players, like round 9, that none of their games matter anymore. But we're looking at like 3 or 4, not like 9 or 10. So uh, Hopefully that means if you're X and 2 or X and 1, and you lose a game, that you're not just out of the tournament, because uh, 10 rounds of Swiss is a lot. <laughs> is, it's is very the, easy is, for one minor thing to go wrong, and it's sad when that ends the tournament. So, 
is that increase from last year from 8 to 16 just purely based on your projected numbers in, in the world's event? Yeah, so um, I don't know exactly, and we can't really know. I know how many invites are out there so far, but I don't know um, how many people are actually going to show up. So I'm projecting in the like stuff we're putting out about 300, but it could be significantly higher and it could be significantly lower. So at 300, we have a very clean top 16 at 10 round. Um, it would be everyone at X and 2 or better, 8 and 2 and better, I should say, not X. But, you know, if 250 people show up, suddenly those lines start getting a little less clear. Or if more people show up, then some people at 8 and 2 start missing cut. Um, so the um, I know in the past, the the biggest Sunday concern has been time. And yes. the venue kicking you out at like 4 p.m., usually like at 4 p.m., they start putting pressure on get out. Yep. Um, so the four rounds, I'm assuming Sunday starts early. Yep. Um, I think on the website right now, it's listed at 9 a.m. We'll probably start earlier than that, like 8.30-ish. Um, but yeah, we're looking at starting like 8, 8.30, 9 o'clock. Um, thankfully, elimination rounds are quick because when everyone's done, we can start the next one and there's half as many people there every time. The one thing I don't want to do is have those guys in the top 16 play an absolute brutal marathon where they like don't have time to eat or drink. So, you know, don't stress out too much. I'll, I'll make sure you're taken care of other than you might have to wake up early. Uh, let's see. So did you guys go over the prize wall article and everything? Uh, we did not because we did not do uh, FICA last week. Cool. Can I get Ryan to read for us as his contractually obligated job? Because I got to give my voice a rush for a second. Oh, you're good. Uh, you do you link. have that or do you mean to send it to you? Yeah, just send me a link real quick. All right, I'll find it real quick. Is that just, wait, I... is that just an article straight up from AMG though? Yeah. Uh... Click black. Clack, clack, get me over to Yeah, clack, clack, clicking, clack, clack, clack. <laughs> there you go. Boom. I got it faster. Uh, you got it? Okay, cool. Oh, no, no. So the part like, that everyone's like going to care faster. about. Oh, yeah. If you've got it, uh, the section under what are the Adepticon presents events. Oh, no, just kidding. I see mention of an AMG prize wall. Can you tell us more about that? That's what you care about. It's about two thirds down the way to fade, or about halfway. Down no, down the way to fade. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, there it is. Cool. All right, so Thank you. I'm going to disappear briefly uh, while we listen. I'm here though. Sure. Uh, so this, yeah, this is going over is part of the latest tra uh, transmission in the AMG page uh, about the twenty Adepticon Adept 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 twenty twenty four new play format overview prize wall. Um, the question came up in the discussion. Hey, I see you mentioned AMG prize wall. Can you tell us about that? Uh, basically, all official or Adepticon. Uh, presence uh amg events will award prize wall tickets that allow participants to choose prizes i think chris went over most of that stuff where it's like you can play any game you'll you might get a varying different ratio of tickets per game because i think they haven't set like x-wing is five that's what we generally care about but if james wants to go play shatterpoint it may or may not be five but those tickets can still be used across the board on anything right but yeah for, it, it It'll it'll probably be more or less based on the game time. Yeah, right? how long like our, takes, our model right? player is probably going to be getting more tickets. Per yeah, game. Legion players are probably going to be getting more tickets per game, etc. Right? Um, I think X Wing might end up being the ones who get the least amount of tickets per game theoretically, because I think it's. I think, I think Shatterpoint. Shatterpoint is, yeah, I think Shatterpoint is two hours. I think. 
or an hour and a half, something like that. Yeah. So anyway, point in X-wing are five tickets per game. Armada and Legion are eight, and then they're two for winning, and they get three per day. So gotcha. Yeah, yeah. checks out. Same number. Yeah. All right. So uh, game themed items that are available there are lanyards, photo quality art prints, canvas art prints, posters, three foot by three foot game mats, or a normal we're used to game mats, three foot by six inch card mats which are like meant to be used to put all your cards for your list x-wing list shadow point list legion list whatever dice bags and tool bags I'm not sure what the tool bags are what like what that entails it's the only one i have a question on and everything like, else like longer tool bags that you could put like your templates in right yeah that, that'd be good yeah your range rulers uh, your but those, those three feet by six inch card mats are meant for either along the board edge of either the neutral edge or your edge so like put it's like a little fancy card mat if you're if you're used to like magic magic the gathering or other card game having like card card mats it's like that for your yeah actually i can visuals here once i don't have oh, one no. of the ones they're gonna show badly but I, oh so man i was like no way it. you don't have one already no, <laughs> i mean if, if anyone would it would be him this if anyone cute, would though. it would be him maybe All right, like, this but... is a card game play mat this is like that that's a it's a little a three... under three feet yeah yeah that's like a two and a half by one yeah so you know you're looking at like six inches by three feet so this way you can take yeah. I got an X-Wing card over here, right? I got an unlimited card. Good enough, right? So you can take your list and be like, all right, cool. Here's my Luke Skywalker. I'm going to put some upgrades on it. And that way you've got a nice storage space for your list underneath the yep. mat. Yep. And then there's some game component stuff. There's alternate art foil promo cards. There's new colors, new dice. That's a big thing. We're getting new dice back uh, for this world's new color dice, color swirl dice, new acrylic tokens, and new design acrylic uh, they're going to narrow down the final details, plan to release ticket costs. Um, then, I don't know, Chris, do you think I need to... Uh, no, the only interesting thing in here other than that is... Um, uh, it's implied in the rest of the article, but I can just outright say much easier than you can like read and infer. So, there is stuff at Worlds that is exclusive to Worlds. There's participation cards that are not... They don't say what they are. Uh, the only place to get those will be at Worlds, and my understanding is they are very cool and have Worlds-specific stuff on them, like a stamp or something like that. Um, the rest of the stuff on the prize wall is like a... And again, this is secondhand, so sorry if I screw up some details. But the idea, the high-level idea is like this is the 2024 OP prizes. So like maybe you go to Adepticon and you get... Like, oh, I got the playmat I really wanted, and I got some dice, right? Cool. Then I went to Gen Con, and they have the same prizes there, but I saw some cards that I also wanted, right? So I'm going to spend my prize tickets on those this time. So they'll have the same set of prizes, like, over the course of the year, and you're very much not intended to get all of them. It's supposed to be, like, a choose-your-what-you-want situation. And that way you have an incentive to go to multiple conventions, but if there's something you really want, you can get it at the one you go to. I would guess the, I mean, we haven't seen any of it yet, but the hot commodity by just the text right now is probably the dice. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, let's see, is this text still here? Uh, yeah, so if you look at the X-Wing event descriptions, there's a line in here that says, 
Players in the event will re receive tickets, blah, blah, blah. They will be awarded five tickets. There will be several items on the prize wall for five tickets, such as promo cards and dice. So, uh, sounds wow. like if you want dice, you can get some dice. Um, wow, and it won't crazy. take forever. The top end prizes will be 100 to 200 tickets. And those might be funny. some of the art prints, depending on yeah, the um, size. I don't know the cost of everything other than, you know, we can use our brain and say, huh. I bet a die is five tickets, right, from reading that. But, uh, you know, I don't know the economy of everything or anything. That's also not my job. But um, the cool thing there is, well, cool. <laughs> Depends on your perspective. If you do some quick math, you can say, hang on. All right, so I can get 30 tickets a day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's four days. That's 120 tickets. But if something costs 200 tickets, uh, you have to combine forces with a friend. So, yeah. Um, and that's where I wanted to bring up the uh, bottom thing of this thing here. It says uh, Adepticon tickets can only be used at Adepticon. So it's not like you can take your Adepticon tickets to Gen Con and be like, all right, well, now I finally saved up for this 200 ticket thing. No. I, I was I was about to ask, like, it sounded like if there's something that's 200 and you could only do 120, it sounded like it was meant to carry over to other events, but it's not. It, it, so. Yeah, at least my understanding is, again, this is, I'm not the adult in charge of the prize ball stuff, I'm just going off mm -hmm. what I've been told, but uh, yeah, the they are aware that uh, some stuff you're going to have to join forces for, and that stuff is very cool, so, yeah. Um, and uh, I preemptively answer the question I know is coming, I don't, I don't know how they're handing out tickets, I don't know if it's like a computer database and you tell them, hey, we played our game, they're like, oh, cool, here's your tickets, or if it's physical tickets, or whatever, but yeah care about the trees don't print tickets real uh, <laughs> so these are brand new color swirled dice so brand new dice not not dice from yep. previous events or like last year that they're forgotten years or anything like that these are brand new <laughs> dice yep everything on that list that they have on the prize wall here is all new stuff um if you were at gen con or the most recent adepticon you saw AMG trying to get rid of their old inventory. <laughs> uh, yeah, we sort of saw that. Yeah, it's <laughs> like throwing stuff at people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really trying to get new stuff out. People, yeah, this so. this this has FFG on it. Throw it at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hopefully, any uh, questions or anything on that? Yeah. No, it's, it sounds super cool. It's uh, clear, but... I don't know if this did get clarified or not. But the prize wall is a game generic, right? So if I yes. like wanted to go get, if I wanted to spend like thirty tickets on, uh, and I got my thirty tickets on X Wing, I I could spend those on like Shatterpoint prizes. Yep. Or like so, for example, there is for Shatterpoint, there is I think it's Shatterpoint, Gonk Racing. Which I want to be honest. So we've had the you know perspective schedule going around, and I looked at the other game systems just to make sure you know there weren't any crazy crazy conflicts people would care about. And I kept seeing Gonk Racing in there, and I thought it was like a placeholder or like a post or something. But then I uh, was talking to, we, you know, we were having one of the scheduling meetings, and I was like, so what's Gonk Racing? I'm like, oh, it's actually Gonk Racing. I was like, what are you talking about? So there is an event where you race Gonks. Take control of your very own Gonk and race through a scrapyard. They may not be fast or stable, but they are entertaining. So yeah, if you like play some Shatterpoint and you're like, I want to do whatever Gonk racing is, uh, one, you can get prize stakes you can spend on X-Wing stuff, and two, you can tell me what it is, because I am fascinated. Yeah, uh, it I sounds mean, fun. Yeah, 
there, it sounds like there's a lot of, a lot of cool events, uh, no matter what game you play. Um, I'm assuming that there also be, I, I know only because you mentioned it, um, uh, there's, it sounds like there, uh, may also be some unlimited things going on as well. I hope uh, so. That's from, news from, to me. If not, there is not, not from AMG, it would be, for, it would be yeah. from AMG. Yeah, some of the questions I get are hilarious. One of them was, uh, can we play Unlimited for uh, the OP kit library? And I was like, that is the wrong company, man. <laughs> Technically all Asmodee, but uh, yeah, I can't help you on that one, Chief. Chris says, after I was, I'll join you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so actually... I... Um, on the subject of, actually, I have one more thing I need to remember to say. Uh, LCQ, because people are going to ask and they're not going to read. Uh, it is not like last year. We are not going to have another 70-way intentional draw to make it through the cut because the format is bad. That's my bad. Never again, okay? <laughs> so this year, uh, it is in line with the store championships. So the LCQ is four rounds of Swiss, and based on how many people show out, get invites. So one invite per every 16 players, uh, plus one. So if there are... Uh, like 15 players in the LCQ, which there's certainly going to be more than 15 players, but there'd be one invite. If there's 25 players, it'd be two invites, right? So that is every undefeated player will get an invite. Um, obviously, there are draws in X-Wing, so it might get uglier than that. So like, let's say there are uh, there's enough for 12 invites to go out. There's enough players, which I think is 128. Uh, but there's only 15 undefeated players because in the last round, two, three, and all players unintentionally drew. Uh, the top player by standing would get the 16th invite. Makes sense. So yeah. can, can, oh, you say, can you say it again? So what it, what is it? It's per. It's based on the number of players that actually joined the LCQ. Yes. Yeah. So just like it's yeah, basically it's we're running like a, plus one. Yeah, it's basically like we're running a super final set of score championships. So for every 16 players that show up. Okay. Uh, there's okay. one invite that goes out. And then, you know, let's say there's four sets of 16 players, so there's 64 players, and then five more, so there's 69 players. Nice job, Chris. Good job. Nailed that one. Uh, there'd be five invites. Okay, oh, so that way. Uh, yeah. What, one plus, uh, like, 17 would be two invites. Exactly. Yeah, because okay. at 17 players, you might have two undefeated players, and it would be really sad to go undefeated and not get <laughs> So, essentially... Number of invites the the top standing players at the end of this at the end of the LCQ will get invites based on yep. those numbers. And that breakdown, if you're bad at math, uh, is just on the event list. Um, it says you know, one to sixteen players, one invite; seventeen to thirty-two, two invites; blah blah blah, all the way to one twenty-eight. And then if we make if we end up getting more space for the LCQ because it's super high demand, you know, obviously that would continue to scale up. Awesome. Pretty pretty simple once you, once you explain it, yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. So, Stanny, you mentioned unlimited. So, very important side quest. Uh, yeah, I've got it. We've got a problem, man. I placed too much unlimited. <laughs> I've got a fixed box, like a case, coming in when the game comes out. Um, one case. Yeah, one case. Like wow, those are, boxes. Those are rookie numbers. Gotta pump up those <laughs> yeah, numbers. I know. <laughs> Uh, so I will. I, I should have some like draft cubes of unlimited at Worlds. If I mean, hopefully we have free time to play some. And you know, you're like, what? You know what I really want to do is I really want to draft unlimited at 11 p.m. after Worlds. I also have to be up at 5 a.m. Yeah, that's that's like six hours from now. Yeah. Yep. 
Like, we know we're going to be tired, okay? It is what it is. You just have to accept it. <laughs> hey, you're not going to get any less tired from getting a little bit less sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that should be fun. Because um, yeah, Unlimited dropped like two weeks before. It's like the 8th or 9th or something. Drops the 8th, yeah. Yeah. Or the 9th. And yeah, Adepticon is the 20, starts yeah, on the 21st. Where, where, where's, that, where's that event package at? To get, to get into up? Chris's uh, oh, exclusive dra draft Ex Exclusive people who are still awake after we finish packing up. <laughs> Everyone's just dropping like flies to Plan Limited. Like, nope, fell asleep. Couldn't make it. <laughs> All right, let's see. Hey, uh, payment to get into the cube. Help judges close out the night. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Can I play Unlimited? Yes, but you have to go sweep under that table. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Tim told me I was contractually obligated to say if you have rules questions, send them our way ahead of time. So uh, post them on Facebook or something, or you message me on Discord. I am, uh, Discord got rid of their username things, but I am just B-R-U-N-A-S. If you send me a message, I promise I will read it. So uh, this could be a... We'll get good. So I'm thinking this, and then I'm assuming the people probably did too. Uh, if we look at the most recent world's qualifier packs unplugged yes um did they <clears throat> any rules questions that they may have had or i don't know is is there any reasonable thing to think that any of the rules that have already been ruled on for the world's qualifiers in the past have changed so i can't speak for all of them because i don't know um so like especially i don't know what uh, like the eastern european world open qualifiers have done for rulings i don't know what like some of the especially like the east asian and oceania ones um, i talked to tim and chris mitchell some but you know it, there's not some super secret spy network of all these things uh so i don't know for sure um i don't expect any surprises would be my uh thing so you know the our starting point for and not our finishing point our starting point for the rules addendum we're starting this week is going to be based on the gen con one um so they're I don't know of any of that stuff. I can't promise none of that's going to change because um, I don't, I don't like do AMG rules stuff. Uh, but I would be very surprised if any of it did. I assume there um, might be some clarification, so you may need to put down for like the bomber pack or the Y two twenty. Yeah, exactly. Came after Gen Con, that might be about it. Yep. And if you know, like Endor drops before Worlds, then we might have to put out an emergency set of questions. So yeah, seg segue into that question. Do you know yet if there's a cutoff date for that to come out to not be usable at Worlds anyway? There is a date. Uh, I put it in the packet. That packet has not been approved by AMG yet, so I don't want to say it yet. But on the 7th, when all the stuff goes live, it'll be there. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's a date. It is before the date of Worlds, or you don't have to worry about like, oh, Endor came out on Monday. It's Thursday. I'm playing in the LCQ. I had no chance to get it. What am I supposed to do? This isn't fair. You're not going to live in that universe. Don't panic. And you're also not going to live in the universe where, like, you know, it comes out, like, February 1st, and you're not allowed to play it. So somewhere in there, there's a reasonable date. <laughs> that will be the, no, I, no, this is the points cut off. This is, the, like, if the rules change cut off. Just to know if up. we would expect, like, for Worlds, because it is the Worlds event, like, we've had World Qualifiers in the past, and maybe even some store chance for some people who, like, there's a week or two prior to that if worlds would give even more time for that type of additional content being added to the game yeah yeah and it's i really hope we don't end up in the universe where like the rules change 
the like I don't I don't know why they would like oh we changed all the scenario rules the Monday before Worlds after the date like that would be very silly. Uh, I don't anticipate it. Um, but yeah, you know, if it comes out late enough, don't panic. We're not going to change the rules on you the week before or whatever. No X Wing uh, 3.0? Uh, <laughs> a week before. <laughs> True. Yeah. Before you have to go buy a whole new edition of stuff. Yeah, this is actually third the edition. Launch, launch yep. a third edition. Yep. <laughs> and also, only third edition will be legal here. Good luck. Godspeed, gentlemen. Yeah, no, no rules changes at all. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Look, I, I I do recall AMG has said in the past that they were thinking about doing like special scenarios or new scenarios for events. So, oh man, can you imagine a new scenario at Worlds? Oh, like, uh, I, 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 Chris is already. I've been, the I've been talking <laughs> up. Please I no. want the the wizard yes. ending. <laughs> 1994's The Wizard, where they had to play Super Smash Bros. To win the big tournament at the very end of the thing would be amazing. Final table, brand new scenario. Come on, Chris. Let's Let do it. Yes. Go. True. I'm, it'll be, I'm, it'll I'm, be exactly as fair as doubles. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. It would literally be Wait, like, top, top four is all of a sudden. X-Wing looks very much like low-level X-Wing because no one knows what they're doing. <laughs> no, I like what that better. Scenario? Top four is all of a sudden doubles, Chris. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, pick a teammate. Doubles, doubles. Your your opponent gets to pick your partner. Yeah. You get to the top four. You have to pick a teammate, and then the winners of the doubles game play in the finals. There you go. I'm oh, sure that will be. You know, and, the, and so the draw in the finals of this. Yeah. Yeah. The draw in the finals of 2023 Worlds was not drama enough. I need more stress in my life. We need yes. the doubles yes. top four unannounced. I was, I was going to ask, be, being that you've already gone through a draw in the finals of previous Worlds, have you yet changed this year's potential of a draw in the finals in this year's Worlds? That, so, it's funny because I think about that. Like, There's no way it can happen twice, right? That's your... That's your... Yeah, true. What are the odds? <laughs> uh, no, it's funny because I was... I realized going through the uh, tournament document last year, um, you know, it specified what was going to happen in the case of a cut. If there was a draw, right? It would be a player order role. Um, but I still wonder... So it, I think it would have been massively uh, inappropriate for me to suggest a rules change at the last second because of... But I don't know. So um, if you're not aware, Andrew Cox is a good friend of mine. So if I'm suggesting a rules changes he's playing in the finals that could potentially or not benefit him right that's uh extremely inappropriate so i said nothing but i think the i think the brighter timeline for that finals was um having two world champions like having a oh man why are you like this? it would have been very wholesome yeah, having having co-champs <laughs> co yeah yeah um yeah, yeah they, i mean they, like they split the they split the trophy down the middle yeah, you know, like, you know, the trophy, but they both get, you know, world championship status or whatever. Um, it's been very, um, I've, I've been retreating from the X-Wing internet some, but from what I can see, I don't know Nicholas personally, but from what I've seen, he's very wholesome, very beloved, you know, good influence, which is nice. We've had a very good string of, like, very good for X-Wing community world champions, so I'm glad that's continued. Um, yeah, yeah we, it's we, even have, we, have, we even have a little dice cup emoji. Uh, for, <laughs> yeah. For <a> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like one of those like, oh, I wonder, one of those like questions that keep you up at night. Like, would that have been, would that have been better? I don't know. Maybe that's something we should have done. Uh, and so, all, all I'm hearing is, if I get in the finals, I should offer my opponent a. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, like that's the problem, right? Yeah. Because everyone yeah. watching that game knows that it's an unintentional draw, but we don't want to get into the universe where it's like, oh, well, I got in the finals with my friends, so you know, let's. 
unintentionally draw and yeah, then it's yeah. a then it's a whole mess so like yeah it probably is better off this way but uh one of those so, things that keeps me up so to answer answer the question i know i know we kind of bounced around it are, are there any kind of changes that have been talked about for oh, the final? No, that, okay yeah the um like what happens if there's a draw is a like rules question to the game that we don't have powers to change at a tournament level right it's the, that is an amg has to tell us Gotcha. Type okay. situation. So at, at this time, it is still a road roll. Yep. Okay. And if that changes, uh, well, it would be a surprise. But uh, two, yeah, obviously we'll put the word out as far and fast cool. as we could. If anything, I, maybe I, I can't imagine happen. it'll be. There's no way it's gonna happen twice, right? That's that's, <laughs> what that's, are the that's odds? zero percent. And the funny thing is, like, I remember we we sat down last year, like, oh god, I hope there's no draws in the cut. Like, no, nobody wants. There's only seven cut games in a top eight, right? Like the odds of one of a draw, we're pretty low, because it's like 1 or 2% of games are unintentional draws. Right. So it's like, you know, there's 7 of them, like, blah, blah, blah. But now, for a top 16, we've got 15, and it's like, there's probably going to be a draw somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One could say literally double the chance. Yes, more than, yeah, 15 <laughs> instead of 7. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Good, good question, Ryan. Alright, you guys ready for controversy? I'm going to start a controversy. Oh, and thank fun. you for answering the LCQ question. I was going to go back, but Will's got I me. did. It's the 21st. We'll be streaming yep. it, I hope. James. Actually, and Marcel. Yeah, uh, I'll be there. I'm going to put yes. you on the spot. Really. I should have asked you before we started recording. Do you mind if I talk about your um, game at uh, Gen Con that I stepped in on for a little bit? Not in the, like, to attack you way, but it's a very good example of something I was about to talk about. Oh, you're muted. Oh, we've got robot okay. Marcel. It, sound, it sounds there like he, you're good he, now. He remembers. Hello. Yeah, I just you know want to. Oh, yeah, there it is. Good. All right, yeah, it's the Bluetooth on this thing. Sometimes it just goes off. But yeah, uh, yeah, go for it. All right, cool. So um, there's a couple. I will see things. you again. So be so so tread lightly. No, actually, I was gonna say. So it's funny <laughs> because. Yeah, I know, I know. But, like, so those situations are, like, the absolute, I guess, background story. So, uh, since, you know, you're on blast here, I'll put uh, your opponent on blast, too. We're both very respectful to each other. I wasn't unhappy or whatever. But uh, basically got over to a table, and um, Marcel and Zach Bart were playing. We're both, um, aside from just, like, you know, having reputations as, like, good human beings that are not like doing weird things uh like i personally know i don't know if you remember marcel but we played um i'm certain you don't remember. i don't know why you would remember this the uh um the gen con that you won um we played in swiss i was your i was the, i think i was your one loss in swiss um yep. and yeah and uh i i was measuring a shot from my shuttle uh, my lambda mm -hmm. shuttle because i played pal bases because i'm bad at the game and uh, I was measuring a shot for my shuttle. That was kind of close. Like, it was probably in, but it was kind of close. And I, like, knocked my shuttle to Kingdom Come, right? Like, into an entirely new universe. Like, knocked it over. It was it was over. So I was like, well, all right. Well, okay. Now he doesn't have the shot, whatever. And you stopped me. You were like, hey, man. Like, I'm pretty sure you had that. You should just do it. And I was like, are you sure? Like, that's, like, I appreciate it. But, like, I'm the one that screwed the game state up, right? There's 100% of me. You're like, yeah. Like, come on. Um, I don't know, like, 
that stuck with me. That was very cool to see because that was one of the first like really big tournaments I went to. So, you know, like uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, we got a similar situation in their game where um, someone like a, a shot was being measured. It was a question of whether or not it's range two or three, and it's like I can't remember which one of you thought that someone had accidentally moved the ship um, in or out of range three, and it was like, well, I 100% believe that both of you believe that it happened against your favor, right? Like, nobody's lying about what happened in the game. Um, so it's like, I'm just going to make up who's doing what. So, like, Zach was measuring a ship, and maybe he knocked a ship out of range three or into range two or whatever, right? Uh, but stuff like that happens all the time, and it sucks because there's nothing you can do about it. Um, like, when you get to the table, it's like, well... Like, none of us saw this, so I can't help you. Um, and I want to minimize that from happening, because um, it's been a problem that we've had in X-Wing, like, forever. And the solution that we've had forever has just been like, well, it is what it is. But actually, I don't think that's true. I think we can improve things. Um, so I don't know the exact specifics, but I've been talking with our judge team for Worlds. We've got some ideas, so I'm going to drop kind of where we started. Um, I can't promise this will be the end, but I told Tim that it's his responsibility to follow up with you guys and uh, let you know what the final version will be so you can spread the word because I don't want it to be an ugly surprise to people. But uh, in my head, the, uh, the version is uh, if you need to touch something to measure it, you don't need to touch something to measure it. You need to call a judge. So like, let's say you're going to measure a shot and it's close. You're not sure if it's in range three or out of range three. And you're like, okay, I'm going to put a finger on my ship to measure it. Don't do that. <laughs> when you need to put it, when you need to touch something on the board, it's time to just call a judge and have them do it. Uh, because every time you touch something on the board, it moves no matter what. Would you like go to hold the rock in place, right? What actually happens is you put your finger on the rock and you, you're not, you don't mean to, right? It's not on purpose, but that rock moves. And like, let's say I'm moving my ship. And uh, my opponent goes, well, I don't want my opponent to cheat me, understandably, right? You know, your opponent is your opponent. They don't have your best interest at heart. So they put a finger on the rock to make sure that you can't, you know, just barely clear the maneuver by sliding out of the way. And I don't think usually that that's done, uh, like, on purpose. I don't think it's done, like, I'm going to cheat. But it's like, you know, if I'm moving my ship and I'm moving everything, it's easy to not see that I might have barely nudged something and be relieved that it fits. So, you know, my opponent goes, oh, I'm going to hold the rock down. But now we just have the, the exact same problem in reverse. My opponent might accidentally slide the rock closer, and now I, my ship barely hits it, right? So whenever you're in these situations, the uh, the high level, what we want to encourage is you call a judge. And you do the, you make the judge do it for you. That's our job. Um, I know that yeah, takes time. I, I, so. think, I, think, I think that's easier to say than to enforce. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I think, you know, the five of us here talking today uh and then other people as well just um we're on a lot of the time i think we're on the positive side of those potential mistakes like you know for example somebody who is uh either either newer to the game or has been you know going to their first tournaments and stuff like that it's like oh i've known brian for a long time i used to follow him tcx like yep. and they they have um or or playing against me or somebody or duncan or you know paul heaver any of the people that are more recognizable it's easier to be like i'm just going to like i don't i don't want to 
you know, I, I don't want to create drama. I don't want. Yeah, do I don't want to make a scene, and, right? Yeah, yeah, and or or yeah, and and I've even had situations where I disagree with someone, and they literally said like, "Oh, you're not going to talk about this, right?" Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, like, like they have that, that yeah, yeah, they have that that fear behind. You know, they they are like, "Oh, they, they're gonna they're gonna roast me on uh, on a public forum or something like that." Uh, but the other scenario also is with Kayla, which is like the opposite end, where where Kayla is very, very, um, and not just Kayla. I think women in general in X Wing they feel like like there's so because there's so few women playing in X Wing that they're kind of not as vocal to be like, hey, judge, get this. So the enforcement of getting somebody to come in and and uh, making that a rule, like, hey, if you're gonna touch your ship for a narc check or for a range check or you know a bump i think the bump is probably the, the biggest ones when you're yeah and, and and the messy things is some people feel intimidated whether they're they're newer or whether they're part of like like i said in women in general just like tend to be a little bit more intimidated in a guy's game um yeah i mean it's really where... easy to be surrounded by a sea of men that uh i mean I don't mean to be too harsh to our community in general, because in, in general, I think X-Wing tends to do pretty well with outsiders, but um, there's still like a massive social pressure to be like, well, I don't want to act up. And there's a lot of uh, like inadvertently, even accidental, like sexist, like making a scene, negative uh, connotations that can come from that. So it's easier to be like, you know what? It's just a game. I don't care. But yeah, it's not I'll fair. Just, it's I'll a just, championship. I'll just, I'll just it let it fair. slide. Yeah. Yeah, it was like yeah, oh, exactly. I'll just let it slide, or 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 just assume that like oh maybe you know they've been around longer, maybe they know better, uh, when maybe they don't, or you know. So that I, I like the idea of it. I, I think the enforcement of it is going to be yeah. Um, well, the enforcement is more. where we can start the drama because uh, I think I'm hoping broadly it's something that people want. Enforcement is not the right word. The 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 uh, making people feel comfortable to call a judge yep. portion of it not enforcement enforcement was the wrong mm -hmm. word but just allowing making sure that people that are new to the game that are in their first tournament or at least in their first big tournament um feel comfortable enough and feel like no i'm not causing a scene this is just normal call it, yep. calling a judge is normal it's not like i'm not putting my opponent on blast it's just normal Yep, and here's that incentive to get you to call a judge in these uh, situations, which is where uh, <laughs> where the uh, drama might come in. So, uh, again, this isn't the final version of this. This is what we're talking about to incentivize people to do what we want them to, basically, right? Call a judge when it's close. So let's say uh, me and Ryan are playing, and uh, he's measuring a shot, and I say, wait, 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 I'm going to put a finger on my chip before you measure that. And then it's close, and Ryan's like, hey, I'm pretty sure you moved that ship when you touched it. And I'm like, no, I didn't. And you call a judge. Uh, it is in whatever is in Ryan's best interest is what that range will be. Uh, same story with moving a ship. If I'm moving a ship and my opponent puts a finger on the rock to make sure it doesn't move, and it's close and we disagree about whether or not it hit, whatever is in my benefit as the person that didn't go touching things when they shouldn't have been is what the ruling is. Which means it's in your own best interest to call a judge on yourself <laughs> when it's close to make sure that you get the outcome that you're expecting. So the end goal is to make it so that people 
don't have to advocate for themselves. Uh, like charisma shouldn't be a stat that you need to do well on next wing. Um, so yeah, I know that there's some uh, potential cases for abuse there, right? Like I can, for example, say, uh, like I go to move something and my opponent's like, uh, you know, do you, do we call a judge? That's pretty close. And I say, no, it's not that close. It's not a big deal. And then I move it and now it is close. And my opponent's like, ha, I'm going to call a judge and save it. I asked to call a judge and you said no, and now you're on the rock when it was close, right? Uh, and a lot of that is people not being aware of what to expect. So that's why I want to put the word out early that like, hey, if you're doing things at Worlds that are close, call a judge. I will make sure that your game has enough time. I will hold up the whole tournament if I have to to make sure your game has enough time. Uh, we have point, we got to do five rounds in a day. That's We got all the time in the world. It is the most important thing to me and all the judges and everybody involved in Adepticon is that everyone feels like they had a good, like, fair experience. And I think we can improve on that in the X-Wing perspective specifically and kind of clear up some problems we've had for a long time. Yeah, my my two things that so time, and so it was the logistical aspect in my mind, right? If your yep. judge call amounts are likely to increase by some significant number. Yes, with very that significant statement. Um, and will you or will you not have more or less judges or the same this year? So I'm waiting for the final judge staff count uh, in like the next couple days. Uh, I can tell you more. I can't tell you how much more because I don't know yet. Oh. So you will <laughs> have, so there, there will yeah, be we're not... some amount more, which is good. Yes. Yep. to try it and, so um, that that's where the enforcement part of what so the, the the word enforcement could still be used in this context marcel's just actually like the judges having them there enough the time etc to actually like i call a judge and there can be a judge available or soon to be available um yeah. with that likely higher volume of judge calls than we would have had last year because of this year, because I think there was there was even a small incentive last year for sportsmanship when judges saw it, right? Like mm -hmm. it wasn't it was it wasn't trying to tackle the same thing, but it seemed like it was kind of around the ballpark of it. Right. Um, there were a lot of people that um we had basically we had product to give out and prizes to give out at our own discretion. So one of the things we chose to do it was like when people self-reported, like, hey, I screwed this game up. Uh, or like Marcel, when I, that game I mentioned that we played a long time ago would be a very good example. So like if somebody did something like that, it was like, hey, this was against my own interest, but I know what the right thing was, so I did the right thing. Then we yeah, had I product to give them. That, by the way, I got, I got, I got. No, I've said I need to stop doing that. But I need to stop being. <laughs> doing that. <laughs> well, it's I'm funny, right? Because like last year, no, because last year uh, also like my round I, when I was four and zero and I was playing against a guy from Spain, mm -hmm. uh, I, um, I, I. Basically, I didn't self-report, but I told him what the rules were. Yep. Because uh, I put him in a bad spot, and he's like, you know, I put him where he's facing the the rock. He's gonna fly over the rock and just have a bad time. And I told him, well, you can just like, it was a it was a tractor. He's like, you can just like turn and shoot the other ship and fly the other way. He's, he's like, like, no. And then he he called the judge, and I'm like, I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> so he called the judge. Yep. And the judge is like, yeah, you can do that. And then he ended up one-shotting my ship. And I was like, ah, 
<laughs> like that idea. Oh, the, so the gave me rotate some, uh, 90 degrees from a tractor that never happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so, funny because so, uh, uh, the judge ended up giving me like a couple pri uh, prize wall tickets for sportsmanship. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it, that situation in particular. It's funny. I have an unanswered rules question on the AMG forums that's been there for like two and a half years. That is, uh, hey, I'm playing in snare and I tractor my opponent. Am I required to tell them that they have the opportunity to rotate? And unsurprisingly, you know, they don't want to answer that question. Uh, so, one, props to you for being proactive and doing the right thing. But yeah, like, basically, it's a, a personal goal of mine is to minimize how often we put people to be required to do the right thing against their own self-interest. Because, it, I mean, frankly, it usually doesn't happen, right? And it's not... It's not something we should expect to be. It's really nice when it happens, and I'm glad that it happens as often as it does, but we should have the incentives lined up correctly so that people do the right thing. Uh, so that is Drama Factory number one. Uh, drama Factory number two is, again, I don't have the... Bio, uh, it's actually a Twitch chat question. This is a stream about the highest level X-Men events and when or when or not to touch things on the field that do or, not belong to me, do or do not belong to me as a player. Yes, Keck W. Uh, but no, um, the funny thing is, I realized that question listening to it, the thing that matters is not whether or not it belongs to you. What matters is whether or not it's the, the, the active ship being measured, right? So like if you are attacking with a ship and you're measuring range, one, you can measure range. Uh, I don't know how well I can... Do I have a range ruler here? Yeah. So when you're measuring stuff on a table, pro tip, um, your fingers are wider than ship bases. So if you like measure, can you see this? Does this make sense? If you put your fingers underneath the range ruler and put the range ruler on your fingers, you can put the ruler over a base, a ship base, and line it up perfectly with the angle on it. Um, so that way you don't have to touch anything, which is nice. But I really feel the point... personally attacked by that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, but really the point here isn't like who owns what moving thing. It's just like, in general, there should be one thing being touched at any given time. And if you're worried about touching something else by moving that thing, it means it's time to get it controlled. Um, and, you know, there's obviously cases where it's like, I'm going to do a two-turn through the ship. Neither one of us cares. We're just going to mark the thing and get out of the way. That's fine, right? But what we're worried about is, like, I'm going to do a two-turn right next to this rock. And it's, you know, a millimeter or two away from the rock. Don't just put your finger on it and say, let's see what happens. Just get a gesture to do it for you. That way, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Not either of you. Yeah, this is a stream. This is our our stream today, brought to you by Chris is the bad guy, and yes, and the rest yeah. of his judges. I <laughs> we are the bad guy. It it may be drama fuel, but I I applaud that you've identified the actual um problem, the start of the problem, which is just the players touching things before the judges get there. Yeah, well, and it's funny because yeah. um. So I was talking to Paul, because um, we, we had a couple of the, so Josh Taylor did some science experiment testing, because, you know, we're testing to see what players are going to do when we change the rules on them, right? So it's not as, it's not as straightforward, it's like, oh, we're going to do this, and then all, therefore all the good outcomes we get are going to happen. Uh, you know, you kind of have to watch and see what happens and make sure there's no unintended side effects, and blah, 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 or, you know, maybe weird stuff happens. Uh, but I was talking to Paul, and he said, uh, directly, because I said something to the effect, I post a lot of hot takes in there now, okay? So I said something very aggressively, which was like, you know, if you're touching stuff when your opponent is moving their ship, uh, you're basically cheating, right? Which is like, that's obviously an overstatement. Um, but he was like, no, 
uh, a big part of X-Wing, and he didn't phrase it this way. This is going to sound more uh, aggressive than what he said. But the crux of what he was saying is like, I need to make sure that when the judge gets to the table, the game state agrees with what I think. <laughs> so if I put my finger on a rock and your ship moves and I think it hits the rock, I need to make sure that the ship and the rock are overlapping. So by putting my finger on there, I guarantee that you cannot move the rock out of the way, right? And I don't care. It's not my job to make sure that I don't move the rock very slightly in the path because I want you to hit the rock, right? I'm not going to move the rock in the way of your ship. But if I think the rock is in the way, I'm going to remove your opportunity to move it out of the way, uh, which is effectively what you see. Like, and that's a that's a very common uh, pattern of behavior in like all the competitive players. It's like you know, advocate for yourself. Really, is what that's a roundabout way of doing. It's like saying, hey, I'm not going to let my opponents cheat me by slightly nudging things out of the way. I'm going to hold them in place. But it's like, well, from your opponent's perspective, you moved it in the way, <laughs> and right, we're just we're moving the the accusation of cheating one step down the road and it doesn't actually help. I mean, it does help Chris, if your result is to do well, but it doesn't help the integrity of the game. Chris, can I ask you a question? Um, if you're, you're talking a lot about moving really close to obstacles. So yep. before we get on to your next drama thing, uh, a, a question, <laughs> yeah. a question popped into him. Uh, really see um, as a judge, where is the wiggle room acceptability? That is a great question. So you remember, you remember when the first no, no, I, can, I, can I can I can I clarify it? If you're the if you're the judge moving the ship, not just the player. Yeah, but yes. Oh, if you're the if I'm the judge moving the ship. Yeah, where do you wiggle player, room? Yeah. So the answer is there are some, I don't have any ship bases on me. There are some ship bases that are misprinted and are much wider than they should be. Like from the very, very, very first print runs of first edition. Really? Um, I doubt there are very many of those still in the wild, but occasionally they do show up usually on accident and you go to move their ship and you're like, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> um, but yeah, like if you're like, Hey, I want to use the, my template slack in this direction. You are allowed to do that. I wish that you weren't. And I wish that our uh, components were better precision, but we're not going to have you call a judge and then have the judge tell you, no, uh, I'm going to move this against your own best interest. Cause it goes back to the incentive question. I want you to call a judge because it's in your best interest to call a judge. And if we say mm -hmm. the judge isn't going to use the tools the way that you would, as long as you're following the rules to the game, then you're not going to call a judge, right? So, so Chris, yeah, you actually, uh, uh, like, some of the sets of templates, like, some of us know which ones are a little more yep. of the, uh, the problem child, so to say. Have you, as a judge... Talking about Boba, Boba Fett, I got gotcha. you. Sure, yeah, Boba Fett templates, <laughs> yeah. Like, have you, whether it's in World Qualifiers, UTO, Store Championships, and a testing platform, or even considered for Worlds, actually thought of, like, a event ban list for certain uh of those of those products that have been, like if, if you've gone back yeah. and looked at like which ones are more far off whether it's crowdsourced or just yourself if you've come up with a list or thought about a list that banned certain prized acrylic sets yeah so it's actually an even uglier question than that so i talked with one of the ffg developers um for second edition about this very subject because this will shock you they are also unhappy about the situation 
And the answer was the reason that FFG, at least, was unwilling to tighten up the rules and say, you know, your components must be within XYZ and you can't abuse the slack and you have to line up the central lines on your ship when you move it is uh, it's actually not the OP stuff. It's the cardboard. The variations in cardboards and core sets is off enough that it it is entirely possible that, uh, you know, like 2% of core sets when you open one, you can't line the central lines of the cardboard up against the ship base because it's, you know two millimeters offset and the, the center line actually just can't line up if you get a like a, a base that's off tolerance by a small amount in the templates so i would love to do that um i think that would be a net positive towards the health of the game um i don't think it's in the like event organizer toolkit what we could do what i would really love to do and i don't think it could be at an official event but you know crate cup six one day may it come to us what i would love to do is say hey you're coming to crate cup six um, here are your ship bases that you get to use. We are providing them for you. You can keep them. Here are your templates. You have to use these. And then we check the tolerances on everything so that everyone has exactly the same set of templates. There's no wiggle room in the components and everything. But like, you know, that means the average cost per attendee is like a set of templates at manufacturing cost is still like 10 or 15 bucks. Not with a few years ago. So it's probably more now. Um, even if you're buying a hundred sets and, uh, you know, a, a little bag of, the ship bases is what seven or eight dollars and then we've got to go through and take out all the ones that are too big and i just don't think it's feasible which is a bummer and also just puts anyone that uses those templates at a disadvantage at another at a different event right yeah um so it's like every single event you would have you would go to would have to provide templates for that event it's like i don't know if we want to live in that universe either There may be a well, chance yeah. we're like at a world's event, right? If the participation is some of those tolerance tested sets, if like similar to how they're doing the prize wall thing for this year, if it's like that's your template set you should ideally be using for the season, right? The year. Yep. Like maybe that could work, but then like people who don't show up to worlds, like, what do you do? Yeah, like, no, cool. <laughs> I didn't go to worlds, I'm not allowed to play. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, you could get one for the first tournament you went to, but then now AMG needs, like, some software to track events that everyone's been to. And we saw how that went with FFT. <laughs> so I don't have high hopes. Um, yeah, all right, I've got Drama Magnet for you, number two, um, which is, this is a little more nebulous because we're still working on the details. Um, but, again, part of it we can control is uh, there is a, like, we have a not common slow play problem but there's definitely issues with some games where uh the game doesn't resolve and it doesn't resolve because of like oh we happen to not be able to do damage to each other but because setup took a long time you know movement took a long time blah 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 um similar to what we're talking about with things moving uh you know where you should be calling judges um there we're looking at different proactive ways to try to improve that situation it's a much harder problem to solve Something very easy um, that I'm looking at doing. I don't know exactly what the time will be, but if it's X minutes into the round after time starts and your uh, your table hasn't started, you aren't into the first activation phase yet, you'll get a warning. Uh, if you get like, I don't know, I'm making up a number right now because we're not finalized yet. If you get three of those, you're ejected from the tournament. Um, so, you know, your first game, you get a warning. And it, let's say it's your opponent's fault, right? You did everything right. You're ready to go. You get one warning. It doesn't matter because you're never going to get another one. 
Well, let's say you get unlucky again, you get a second one the next round. Okay, it still doesn't matter because you're never going to get a third one. Um, and obviously, if you start getting into that situation, you can start calling a judge and saying, hey, I'm ready to go. <laughs> like, what do we do? Uh, but some uh, situation I'm not willing to put people in is like, hey, you know, it's we're 10 minutes into the round and time hasn't, like, we haven't even started moving yet. I've been sitting here twiddling my thumbs. Uh, how am I supposed to play this game? That's like, that's an easy catch, right? And that's something that's currently generally not policed in tournaments. It will be, okay. like, if you call a judge, you'll probably get a time extension, right? But uh, I think, like James, you were saying, like, I don't want to call a judge. It should just happen. So one of my goals is to make that just happen. And, and sorry, I don't know all I'm, the details miss, of what that'll look like. But. I'd miss some of the key parts of the first part of this U82. So this is, like, your solution is looking at more of the setup start of the game to help build. Uh, one solution, bad. yeah. The the, okay. the easiest, the lowest fruit to catch is setup, right? Because sure. we know. We we know you should be ready. If, if you're not, if, you know, if you're five or ten minutes into the round and nothing's moved, we know something is wrong. That's easy to catch. Okay, and that's you know, consistent. Everything past oh, that is significantly more complicated. And this is just like me thinking about the differences between lists, potential, and factions, and whatnot. Just just something simple throughout. Like the the time difference hasn't mattered comparing factions who don't have access to those scenario SL cards yet versus others, right? Like so if you look at like first order resistance, right? If they bring mm -hmm. a whole bunch of stuff, like resistance got a stack of upgrades because of whatever, and they got their heroes, or like first order has six ships and they all have like two or three upgrades per like it hasn't yeah. been dis a disparaging enough difference for that um, to be a concern so, yes and no the the key to remember here is we control when the round timer starts right it's not like it's a random event that happens so we start the round when more or less everyone's ready to go uh, it works yeah. again i can't guarantee that at every local event because you know we have to run five rounds a day at worlds i'm okay if that drags on if we start at nine and it goes until seven or eight, I know that everyone would rather go faster. I would rather go faster too, but you're still going to be able to get dinner. But that way you get a fair experience. Even if it means we need an extra 10 minutes for everyone set up, that's fine. I don't want, I mean, it's unrealistic to think, I don't want anyone to feel like they missed out because their opponent set up slowly or whatever played slowly. But I want to minimize how much that happens. And we all do, right? Like, no one wants how that. How big of a problem is that? Uh, it's... I mean, the bumping and the other stuff, I, I think, yeah. ha probably happens more often than what you're saying now. Yeah, so I would say probably, so at like a World Open qualifier, I probably hear from three or four players of like 50 to 70, like, hey, I lost one or more of my games because I didn't get enough turns. Now, whether or not that's actually true is another question, right? But at least they left feeling that that was the case. Uh, so I'd be willing to bet there's at least one of those people that's just salty that they lost, right? Okay. But, I mean, I've personally witnessed it quite a few times. Like, at Nova, uh, Paul kind of infamously <laughs> goes around and tells everyone that their game is slow. Like, hey, you got to pick the pace up. And um, we have kind of different criteria that we're looking at. I don't care how many rounds your game goes. Um, I mean, I, I care in that, like, I would rather it be a higher number and the game goes well. But, like, I totally recognize if you're playing a First Order Mirror, and it's a bunch of stuff that just jams each other and doesn't do damage, hits aren't going to die, right? That's not either of your fault. <laughs> the game's going to be very low scoring. Um, but what I care is that you, uh, like, had an opportunity to play enough rounds at a reasonable rate. So, yeah. So in uh, the so... past, it's been it's been um, five minutes, I think, it's, it's been the, the rule in the past. Like, official 
It's like if, if your opponent is not on their feet in five minutes. Oh, it's then way more generous than that. It it used to be fifteen minutes was when 15. you got the game lost. Yeah, <laughs> just like actually ridiculous. Like a yeah, fifth because of the I, game. I assume when the time starts, if your opponent's not there, if if yep. they show up when the time starts, then you're still gonna start 10, 15 minutes late. Yep. Because uh, of all the setup, and then you know. Yeah, exactly. And to be, like to be fair, a lot of these problems usually you see at like World Open qualifiers because somebody will play somebody who's like new to the game round one, and it's like they're slow at setting up because they don't know the setup rules. Uh, they're reading their cards because they're not familiar with their cards. So that kind of stuff isn't. I don't really expect to be a huge problem at Worlds. So, like, I don't expect this particular slow setup thing to like really be an issue. I'd be surprised if we had to talk to more than one or two people of you know a couple hundred. Uh, but in general, just like, I want to put the word out that like, hey, we're taking it seriously, and I think it's time that we start taking it more seriously than, you know, like, wringing our hands and saying there's nothing we can do, it's just, you know, part of the game, is that sometimes <laughs> it sucks. It's like, oh, maybe we can make it better. We, we're not going to be able to make it perfect, but hopefully we can improve it. So I'm hoping something like this doesn't happen, but on mm -hmm. the potential abusive side of the, of the fence, um, say someone's worried about getting like a warning or that because of the timing and they're rushing and things like that. Yeah. But they're putting stuff on the table, right? They're trying to get all the charges out. They're trying to get all the shield tokens out, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, all right, I think I got everything. Game start. Let's go. Okay. Opponent across them, like they're getting the game started. They're setting dials. They set out the whole board. Opponent across notices one of the one of their opponents T70s is missing all three of their shield tokens. Mm -hmm. Then they call a judge that a like if they're missing charges or tokens i mean that in my eyes that's more of like okay just put them out there right but yeah you just put your charges out yeah like but. i didn't know if like the game had that like part of the song i've i've recalled it it was like an actual step in the game i don't know, like if it's a may must situation yeah, no, no, no. so thing. putting out game components is all required like you have to put your charges out like imagine a universe where you're playing zam crew who starts, who says set up, lose two charges, and you go, ha ha ha, I forgot to put my charges out, so I didn't lose two. Now we're later in the game, so I put my charges out and they're face up, right? Like, <laughs> it's like there's mandatory steps to set up, like putting out your shields and stuff. We all know it gets forgotten occasionally, right? Like people yeah. set up in a hurry. Like, it's it's okay. Yeah, um, my, you don't my, need to... my, norm, my normal answer, what I assumed was, yes, just put the charges out. Yeah, put your charges out. Life. Yeah, um, and that's kind of why I hesitate to bring it up, and I know it's going to cause some drama, because somebody's going to hear that and be like, oh my god, you know, like, I haven't played in, like, six months, I'm really nervous, that it, blah, 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 it's going to be okay, right? Like, if, if you know, you have a problem set up round one, some the judge is going to say, like, hey, come at your table, because you guys are running late. Uh, like, did something happen, right? Like, you know, maybe there was an emergency. That's okay, right? Nobody's getting kicked out of the tournament, just like, just as a heads up, you know, next time, be faster. If you need help setting up, because, I don't know, maybe you have some disability or something, right? Like, you don't, you, you are missing an arm. Turns out that would make setup slower, right? We'll help you. We'll give you more time if you need it. Uh, but Actually, yeah, just like in general. Side note to that is, I think it is very worth getting in touch with any of the judge staff that you can. If you have any actual handicap disability or anything that may require special or needs or help for mm -hmm. during a game, because as an example, uh, my buddy Cody Wood at Nova had his uh, clavicle uh, had surgery on it because he broke it, 
and he was only about two weeks from having that surgery and going to Nova. And Chris set up like a, a table that he never moved from. He stayed there, offered to literally caddy his his play of the game in, in some capacity. So, um, if you're if you are concerned at all about making sure you are uh, accommodated, just talk to a judge as soon as possible. Yep, and um, part of that is also a, like we're talking edge case role better features that no one's uses i mean not no one uses but like yeah th th there are like uh disability features in rollback yeah it's very so like last worlds i assume the vast majority of people didn't notice because why would they we had uh at least one player it might have been two that were like assigned a permanent table that they played at their roll better just let us do so we can set you up in one particular place like maybe you need to be um you know like i don't know like cody's a good example he broke an arm so not only does he need to stay at one table because it's going to take forever to move his stuff and blah 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 but maybe he needs to be like on a certain side of a certain like an edge table right so like you can't you can't move your left arm okay well we'll get you in a place where you know you're on the edge of a row so you can get everywhere with your your arm that's working and yeah so we can work around a lot of stuff but yeah heads up definitely helps those are ugly surprises the morning of and obviously we'll accommodate you the morning of it's just if we have time to prepare we can do a lot better um versus you know whatever we can figure out at the moment are you guys gonna allow um i forgot the full name of it but something arenas like the printout oh no uh it'll it'll you'll have to use all your official cards and upgrades or pilot cards and upgrades okay and for um, so and i get a lot of people cap, that ask cap, capital letters b-o-o-o-o boo yeah so it's funny because i get a lot of people that ask why and it's like well there's really two answers so the number one answer is like, well, because it's an official event and they want to, you know, make sure that people have to buy the product to play. But um, that's actually not the real answer. Um, the real answer is the marketing team goes around the bigger World Open qualifiers and events and will go around and take pictures and stuff. And they have to throw out a huge number of pictures because of stuff that they can't put on like their Twitter and everything. So like if they come around to take a picture of their game, of your game, none of those are usable if there's uh like unlicensed art and everything, which is a bummer. So like there is actually a motivation for it. I know it sucks, <laughs> but the other upside, especially for worlds is uh, if you're using official cards, your opponent can see what they are upside down from across the table because they're used to the artwork. So like there's a lot of, like most people playing X-Wing speak English, but there's a lot of not native English speakers. And if they can see like, oh, hey, that's the crack shot art with the charge on it, then they don't have to ask you, hey, what's that card constantly? Or like, hey, what's on your, uh, I don't know, wedge. And you, you have to pull out your infinite arenas card with a little tiny text on it. It's like, oh, it's crack shot, right? And usually I know people like, here, here's my printed list. But again, it goes back to non-native English speaker. They might not know the English name of the card. So Chris, here's here so as someone who brought four errated cards, four Pharaoh's <laughs> yeah. paints to Nova, um, yeah. I, I, I had the physical cards, the originals, and they're all errated. And mm -hmm. I thought, and I think I, I'm pretty sure I cleared this with you before I came to that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have done this. Um, I had my all copies of my list, which are probably three of them. Um, all of them on the back had the like gigantic, large size print of the the new Arada yes. Ferrosphere. Um, yep. Would worlds be different in which I would need each copy of like a Ferrosphere or a BB Astromech or whatever Arada card you have? They may have multiple of or any of should actually be the card you put on your space. 
Yeah, so I'll be honest, I don't remember what the errata rules are off the top of my head, but I can tell you what we actually care about. Uh, so I don't know that it's the actual definition of what is legal and what is not. But what actually matters if you're running eroded cards is that you have a non-digital reference easily accessible of it. Uh, like the non-digital reference of the eroded like printed out cards. So, you know, if you have it printed on the back of your list, whatever, that's fine, right? Uh, if you print it out and just replace your card with it. So like Ferris Earth Paint's a good example because... Um, the nice thing about the errata cards is they just replace the original. You don't have to have the original Ferrosphere paint card and then put one over it. You could just use the errata card, put it in a card sleeve. And you don't have to go find, I don't know, they come in like A-wings separately, right? So if you're running five copies of Ferrosphere, you don't need to go buy five A-wings. You can just print out the errata and you're good to go. Um, but yeah, so what we actually care about is that you and your opponent have a reference of what the card actually does that you can get without needing to get like a phone or a tablet or whatever out, right? Or like a handwritten the card so it's like hey yeah here's my errata it's on the back of my list that's totally fine as long as it's you know the printed version from the errata document which i think some do some squad builders do that automatically is that like a yasby thing i don't even remember off the top of my head i know yasby didn't do that automatically i know yasby has bomb rulings on their printouts uh that's an option but i have yet i, I just did it myself i just like oh i found the prints and i'm just gonna flip these pages over and put them on the back and just out my ferrosphere page of bb8 for bb astromech from Nova at the time. Well, I'm gonna bug Steven and say, hey, can we have this? Because that seems handy. Because <laughs> yeah, I saw you, handy, uh, yeah. Duncan had the same thing at PAX. He had his list printed out and he had his, you know, eroded chopper on the printed list, which is way more useful than on the card because uh, then you can, it's when you hand your list over. to your opponent, yeah. it's like, hey, here's what chopper actually does. And I remember uh, Tyler, I think at one point, just had the, 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 the gigantic Anakin print yes. he almost put it on a shirt i think uh, <laughs> yeah please do not put your errata cards on your shirt as your only copy of them as much as i respect it yeah because you're so another box, so <laughs> another important question so what is the official currency and minimum threshold for judge bribery <laughs> true uh i think cookies as of nova it's you have to bribe in cookies so yeah, Stanny's good to go. There are a certain so, there are a certain yeah, number of cookies. Man, I have infinite driver. amounts available, technically. No, it's uh, yeah, uh, it's funny because on a related note, uh, you know, people people ask me what the prize wall ticket stuff costs, and everything. It's like, man, I don't know. Like, AMG doesn't tell me stuff they don't need to tell me because why would they? Uh, they have some you know security that makes sense. Uh, but my goal for the prize wall is, you know, a thousand tickets to change the point cost of a ship by one. So I need five people to make Thicko zero points for me so I can always play him and not feel stupid. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, yeah, cookies will be at Worlds as normal because uh -oh. uh, I'm well. driving. So uh, if you want to already plan out a tiny space for cookies to exist, uh, you can plan ahead. <laughs> I probably, oh, I was going to say, I don't think we can say, hey, this is where the cookies go. I can probably not yell at you if there are cookies in a public space. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. So I'm running, I'm running down my list of stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. So the last thing I've got is, so Marcel, speaking of good things Marcel did, last year when we, uh, when I put out the announcement that was like, hey, we need help getting judges to Worlds, you came in a meeting and were like, hey, the way our community treats judges and doesn't pay them and blah, blah, blah sucks. And it's not acceptable to not pay them. We shouldn't be having fundraisers for fights and stuff, right? 
you are a million percent correct. Uh, so I can give some more detail on that whole situation now. So uh, there are really, this will shock you, there are really strict laws on how much you can pay people before they need a visa, <laughs> which is absurdly expensive. Uh, and it turns out that that amount, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. It's like seven or $800 or something. Uh, is significantly less than the price of a plane ticket of, from Australia to the U.S. So the reason uh, the reason we're having a fundraiser at all is basically not from the judges aren't being compensated slash paid for Adepticon. Adepticon actually takes care of people pretty well. I don't want to give out all the specific... The people that are judges and everything are more than welcome to talk about that stuff if they want to. I just don't want to... That's not, it's not my business to tell people what other people are getting paid. Um... Uh, so they get taken care of a pretty I mean, I'm happy with it. Um, uh, but it's it's not $2,500 for a ticket from Australia, right? So um, we're going to have a fundraiser again this year. Something I want to do is not just go around begging for money. Because um, I, I don't know, I think it... One, I think people like to donate more if they get like some small thing to remember. And it also shows like that it means more to us. So, why, why did I put that token away? Let me get it. So, I don't have I don't have a prototype yet because I'm waiting on my final uh, staff count from Adepticon still. But, uh, so, our head judge last year is Tim Horsberg, um, who runs the Logic Dump Gaming. He makes these cool little scenario markers that are super thin acrylic, so you can put stuff on them and it doesn't impact the game. They have felt on the bottom. Um, they also have pictures on the front, so this is a little, you know, goofy face. But the plan is, I'm going to get all my judges' line art caricature artwork. So, like, let's say you're from the UK, and you really want to make fun of Chris Mitchell. He's going to be my prototype one. Uh, you know, we're going to have one of these little scenario markers that has Chris Mitchell's face on it. And you can, you know, for every, like, I don't know, I'm, I don't have the final details, because I don't know the production cost of this stuff yet, but I'm guessing, you know, ballpark $10. For every $10 you donate to the help judges get to Worlds Fund, uh, you know, you get a marker for, you get one scenario marker, and, uh, you know, up to however many there are total. And B is not judging, he's actually playing this year, which is very wholesome, but I think we'll have, you know, if you get a full set, you also get a D one, and uh, if any of our other judges have to back out from last year for whatever reason, we'll make sure that you can get their face too. So, you know, maybe it would be like, let's say 10 is the final number of judges that I get. Um, you know, you could pay $100, donate $100, whatever you want to call it. You get uh, 11 of these, one for each judge and then one for D, right? Which hopefully is cooler than uh, just like a, hey, thanks for the <laughs> thanks for the donation. It means a lot to us, which it does. But like, it's hard to communicate that to people because I don't know, it, it always, uh, at least saying it, it feels hollow. Despite, uh, I, it was actually really wholesome last year. When I put that GoFundMe up, I uh, posted it, and then I, I hopped in the shower, right? It was like, okay, well, it was during my work day. So I was doing it like during my lunch break, so I put it up, it was all ready, and I got in the shower, and uh, my phone just went crazy, vibrating. I was like, what is, so I'm sitting there in the shower, like dripping wet all over the floor, go to check my phone, make sure no one like died, and it's just like a million emails from the GoFundMe thing of people donating, which was super cool to see, but I don't want to ask that of everybody to just get nothing back so hopefully just like a little cute memento is good so i'll uh i'll put out details on that when we've got them for more specifics okay that's my that's my sales pitch i mean it's awesome to see 
the worldwide community there. Uh, so I do think it's you know important to have those uh, community leaders from each of uh, the parts to really you know, make it feel uh, as worlds as it can. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, I wrote down uh, was it you was talking to about this a couple weeks ago, Ryan? Um, leading up to twenty twenty three worlds, um, there was a lot of pressure. I guess for anybody that's played X-Wing since, like, first edition, Worlds has always kind of had this reputation of, like, yeah, it's Worlds, but it's in North America. It's hard to get to uh, if you're outside of the U.S. All the judges are American. All the OP staff are American. And that's not entirely true, right? Like, there's some OP in Europe and blah, blah, blah. But, like, the general vibe was, like, Worlds is American Worlds. It's not Worlds Worlds. Um, and something I really worried about and still kind of worry about, and not as much, I think we've hopefully earn some trust on it is that um especially as that moves over to like hey now it's not amg directly going to be running worlds they've got people in the community running it and like i'm american right i live in north carolina um like i would 100 percent understand and even expect in a lot of cases like if i lived in france or germany or the uk or whatever it's like Am I really going to be treated the same as some American player? Like, if I'm sitting on a table and me and my opponent have a disagreement and, you know, the judge is American, my opponent's American, you know, they're friends or whatever, like, is it really going to be fair? Like, I don't believe it. And especially, um, it's probably funny for people who started playing in, like, 2021, 2022. Um, like, I have a reputation as, like, anti-European, which is, like, funny jokes online in, like, 2016, 2017. Uh, myself and uh like the delapinos would you know fight play fight over the internet back and forth but a lot of people thought it was like serious <laughs> uh so i would 100 percent understand if people that were around there would be like yeah i don't trust chris to run a world he's like the most pro-america anti-europe blah 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 person ever it's like oh not really but i get it right so i think um i hope that most of that is gone that people like i don't know it really it matters a lot to me and i Obviously, it matters to, like, Tim and Chris Mitchell and Chris Sheriff, who are Australian, European, and uh, from the UK, um, that people from all over the world feel like they're going to have a fair time. Um, but it's, I mean, again, it feels kind of empty to say versus actually implement. So, yeah, Except Canadians, know. right? Like, like, we can completely... Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we can dogpile on Canadians. Yeah, everyone who's not Canadian gets three bonus points at the yeah. start of the tournament. Yeah. Europeans are 100%. Australians yep. are safe. Yeah. Especially now that Canada <laughs> couldn't defend their XCC championship and the USA won. So 100% dog pile can. We simp for Doug in this house. Doug how? Until the end of time. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's actually been really, like, on the that whole subject of, like, community support, it's actually been really cool to see um, people, like, willing to donate to get everybody from outside the U.S. there. Which is, like, obviously cool. But the like the further, but there's a lot of American people that donated for that too. And you know, I hear obviously hear from like European and Australian people like, hey, you know, it really means a lot that we were able to get these guys out here. And um, but it it seems like it really matters to Americans too to make it because like we feel it too in the other direction where it's like, yeah, it's worlds, but like in like 2017, 2018, it's like these are the same judges that were at Gen Con. It's the same a or FFGOP staff at Gen Con. So like it's a, just another big tournament for us, but. You know, if you're flying over from Spain, it's the World Championship, so it should it should really feel like it. So yeah, so I'm hoping that sticks. I've tried to stay out of uh, internet drama, 
<laughs> so that uh you know doesn't contribute to it i don't know i don't know how much it actually helps though Uh, well, do you have anything else? I was going to say, I mean, I sent you a tournament format thing. We can talk about what 300 players in 10 rounds sounds like, but it is midnight, and uh, I don't want to keep talking your ear off if you guys are good. No, I mean, I I, I got time for another segment. (laughs) This is mostly going to be more of a selfish question for myself because I'm about to, I'm looking to commission some of my, commission a squad for a paint job for Worlds. And you made the joke about like, uh, oh yeah, just don't make your ships look like Harry Potter or something or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I assume I'm not going too far off the end by just, I, I mean, I'm, they're going to look like the ships that they are. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to get a new paint job that makes them look a little more like race cars. Basically. Yeah, so like, um, do you remember the um, like component guidelines that went out last year that were like... Yeah, same thing then? So... Yeah, I mean, similar. I can. T- I don't have the wording for it off the top of my head because um, I have to go put the finishing touches on it. But, like, at a high level, the stuff that AMG doesn't want out there is, like, you shouldn't have templates to the game that say, like, you know, Harry Potter Slytherin on them, right? And then, like, they're all over the place and in pictures because it means they can't use them. It means there's confusion about, like, branding and blah, blah, blah. If you've got cool... Uh, ships that are painted red, white, and blue, or whatever, and it's like, I like Captain America, so I painted it red, white, and blue. Cool. If Whatever, right? If you've got your X-Wing with a Captain America mini on it, like, okay, probably not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and so paint, paint line schemes, is... cool, branding, and other product-looking stuff, not cool. Yeah, I mean, basically. Yeah. Uh, and I know that that's, like, kind of a gray line for some edge case stuff. Um, and I'm not like a copyright slash lawyer person. Uh, realistically, I like I don't care, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, much like all this stuff, like uh, AMG tells us what they want, and we get there the best way we can. You know, run everything by them. So uh, I don't know exactly what they cared, like exactly where their line is or what they care about. Um, but you know, like let's say. If you had, I don't know, like if you had sorting hats that said Harry Potter on them as your focus tokens or something, right? Like you're out of bounds for two reasons. One, how is your opponent supposed to know it's a focus token? And two, like you're way past the line of IP problems. Um, so, I mean, like what Chris the TO cares about is I care that your opponent can quickly identify what your tokens and cards and components are without even needing to think about it. Uh, what AMG cares about is not getting into copyright problems and being able to publish pictures. Uh, hopefully the intent is useful there for the two things that they care about. Um, if you've got edge case questions, you can send them to me. I probably won't know the answer to your question because I don't know where the IP lines are, what they care about, but I can find out for you. So. I, I just recall that it's one of the most hurt people was Duncan because he couldn't attach his Legos to his <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, and it's funny because so the real root problem with all of this stuff is not X-Wing. Um, like, uh, they care what we do, right? I don't want to say they don't care. Um, but, like, we're not the problem children here. So there's a lot of, like, 3D-printed alternate models people use for, like, Shatterpoint and Legion and everything that are what get people in hot water. Like, oh, check out my uh, cool terrain I made. It's like, you can't 3D-print this thing and then put it on a table, paint it up like some Star Wars stuff. Like, you're going to have problems, right? Uh, so all of our stuff is kind of downstream from that. Um, I don't know. Hopefully the... 
giving you more details on the motivations makes it a little more clear at least. Well, you said you had another segment to potentially do, or are we... Yeah, I mean, if you've got, so, um, well, here's some shameless self-promotion. Well, kind of self-promotion. Target, the target audience is like nine people on Earth, so maybe some handful of them are listening. So, um, something that we've done a bad job of, like, as a collective community, that's really not fair, because I'm talking about, like, six or seven people, um, is kind of publishing the how and why of why tournaments work the way they do and such. Um, and like that information just doesn't exist, right? The places you can find it are in like magic forum, like magic the gathering, uh, rules, forums, discussions, and then like academia textbooks, which are both, neither of those are particularly accessible. So I've been doing a, uh, I started last week, a couple weeks ago, a YouTube series on like, hey, Dude, what is the term? Why do we do any of this stuff the way that we do? So I started it with intentional draws because uh, that's the hot topic of the month. Um, so I kind of started it at an advanced level because that's what everyone's going to ask about anyways. So actually tomorrow I'm recording the next one of those. And it is quite literally Chris in front of a whiteboard giving a pseudo lecture on <laughs> formats with pictures and stuff because uh, it's really hard to follow without pictures. So uh, yeah, I'm recording the second one of those tomorrow. And then like later this month, I'll start, you know, from the beginning, like, hey, here's what a Swiss tournament is. Here's round robin. Here's why they work. Here's how they work, blah, blah, blah. And I'll probably just do one a week and post them to YouTube. Um, and that way people can post questions and stuff and we can kind of go over them with the class <laughs> and, you know, keep posting them every week. So I, you know, it's really tailored towards people that are like, hey, I got to figure out how to run a league for my store or like, hey, on the other end, like, I got to run a World Open Qualifier, but I don't know how many rounds to run or why or what any of this stuff means. Um, and nobody that I know knows either. So that's kind of the, you know, it's like a small target audience, right? It's not really geared, it's not really geared towards like, hey, I'm a competitive player. You're welcome to listen to it. You'll probably learn how to do better at tournaments because you'll know when to consider stuff like IDs and everything. But yeah, I know the, the target audience is small. But uh, as a side effect, like... I sent out the... Do you have the picture I sent handy, Will? Oh, there it is. Um, that's the YouTube still. Can you put the picture that I sent out? The 10 round Swiss of 300 players? You put it... Oh, you he, sent he's, it to he's me. Got and... it. It's over top of it. No, he's looking at 50 players in six rounds. I oh. put it in the voice channel here. It's the second to last post. Uh, I can send it again if it would help, but... I'm going to click on this and see if it goes to a voice channel or a text channel <laughs> in our voice. Yep, are, you are you messing with me? Are you messing inside, with me? All right, here you go. Inside the computer? It's inside the oh, computer? <laughs> now you got notifications in there? It's crazy. I don't even know where that is. Just send it to me personally. All right. Just like where am I looking? Oh, I clicked I'll it. Oh, my gosh. Right, I found it. <laughs> Anyway, you so this, but uh, 300 players. Yeah, yeah, but so because it's we can talk directly about worlds, and that's no, probably sure. more people care more than you know some hypothetical 50 person tournament. No, that's perfect. All right. Well, now I got to pull it up. Check W. Okay, there it is. So let me know when you're good. Or I don't know if you already got it. Like I'm, work, delay, I'm working which... on. There's a, there's a small delay. Oh, okay. but... All right. Don't worry. I'll fill air for you. So uh, one of the upsides of looking at stuff like tournament math is uh, you pick up a lot of the finer details for like how these things work. So you can draw out a tournament because uh, 
we're just going to pretend draws don't exist for a second. Like the results and brackets for tournaments for player results are all um, they're deterministic, right? If you have 300 people play a game, 150 have to win and 150 have to lose, which means you know over the course of the tournament you can see what your standings are going to be. Um, so you know we're looking at worlds here. I'm guessing 300 players, plus or minus a lot. Um, but it means that like let's say you're at round eight of the tournament and you're like, hey. Um, Am I going to make cut if I'm undefeated? And you can see, well, there's two undefeated players, and I can draw twice. So yes, you'll make cut because you looked at round 10, top 16. There's 16 players exactly at uh, X and 2 or better. And if you're 8-0 and two draws, then you're better than those 13 players. So you're guaranteed to make cut. But yeah, I mean, basically one of the upsides of being familiar with tournaments is having a very good understanding of like when you're safe to draw, when you're not safe to draw, which is rare or should be given a good tournament format. Um, but yeah, so, you know, if you want to know what charts like this really mean, I don't want to spend too much time on this because, again, it's been a couple of hours. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. If you like math and uh, want to learn about tournaments, come join us for tournament math class. I think I'm going to call it Better Know a Tournament, but I think that might be too old of a reference for anyone to get anymore. Which, you know, all the better. Uh, do you have a... What do I want to say? Can you... TLDR. The, TLDR. TLDR. The... Uh, the... How do, how do I want to phrase it? The solution... That you've come up with to to the format the tournament format problem is it uh, uh, is there a single solution you've been able to identify or is it you have to do multiple things yeah so i mean i assume when you say the problem you mean like intentional draws and ugly cuts yes exactly to make it uh cleaner yeah, and more uh feels good i guess like every, nobody feels you know cheated out of the top yeah, cut so... or anything the short story is, no matter what you do, people are going to feel cheated. That's not a, uh, that's not like a, therefore you can do nothing and wash your hands of it. It's just like a, it's hard to, it can be really difficult, especially after a tournament, to like figure out what's good feedback and what's bad feedback because everybody that made cuts could, or did well is going to be like, oh yeah, everything was great. And everybody that didn't is going to be like, it's everyone's fault but mine. Uh, but you can sort out some stuff. So the, the massive mega turbo TLDR is that uh, the bigger your cut is to your tournament, like as a percentage of players, the more intentional draws you're going to have. So if you have 100 players in a top 32, you're going to have an unbelievable... I mean, look at Worlds, uh, LCQ, right? We had 160 players in a top 60. There was a, a silly amount of... Like the last round may as well have not existed, right? Um, the second to last round also, if everyone had been paying attention to their tournament math, also should have been all draws, but it wasn't fully. <laughs> Uh, so smaller cuts helps, and um, more or less Swiss rounds. Um, one thing AMG doesn't have and should is a... If you Google uh, Magic, I think it's Appendix E? Appendix E. Yeah, if you Google Magic Appendix E, this is the recommended number of Swiss rounds in Premier tournaments, which is like their equivalent of uh, Worlds, basically. Um, like that's that size of event, like 200 players and larger. Um, we don't really, like, if you're running a World Open Qualifier, the AMG suggested rounds is, like, four rounds of Swiss and a cut to top eight, which is great if you're running a one-day event, but it's horrible if you're running a two-round two-day event, uh, and they don't give you good guide rails to follow for two-day events, uh, so you kind of have to look elsewhere. People have kind of fallen to tradition to X-Wing for, like, oh, I'll just play five rounds of Swiss and do a top eight or top 16, 
regardless of how many players you have, and there's some huge pitfalls you can accidentally fall into. So if you're not sure what to do, uh, check the magic appendices, basically, as soon as you get to, like, over 32 players. You can check the Pokemon ones as well, but uh, those get, you know, if the Pokemon reference tells you to run a 14-round twist, um, that doesn't help you much. <laughs> so, yeah, Turbo Mega TLDR is make your cut smaller than you think you should and your Swiss rounds more than you think you should. And if you need to run, um, uh, there's a. It's, for some reason, it doesn't occur to people, and it's kind of counterintuitive. If you can run a top, if you can run five rounds of Swiss in a top sixteen, um, a top sixteen is four rounds of cut, right? Top sixteen, top eight, top four finals. Then you can actually run six rounds of Swiss in a top eight. No, it's the same number of rounds, right? Um, and it's a little awkward to run five rounds of Swiss the first day, one more round of Swiss, and then a top eight. But if you think about it it's not meaningfully different from running it as a top 16 in terms of like, you just have to tell people after day one, Hey, if you're mathematically eliminated from the tournament, don't feel obligated to come back. Right. Not a big deal. Uh, so you'll get, you'll avoid a lot of your problems if you yeah. do that I th basically. I, th I think it also depends. I mean, we, we've gone over this a couple of times, um, talked about this in a previous episode, but I think it also kind of depends on just availability. Like if you only have availability to, to do a one day event and all your players yep. only want to do a one day event, then you're kind of hamstringed by that. Yeah, it's like you're picking the the least bad option in a lot of ways. Like if you only have time for a one day event, you're probably playing a tournament that's like the undefeated player at the end wins, right? You're gonna play six or seven rounds, and the one player yeah. that hasn't lost by the end of the day wins. Yeah, and it is what it, it's not ideal, right? But you don't have any other options. And if you're playing a two day event, it might be effectively, you know, once you get your second loss, you're out of the tournament. And that won't be strictly exactly true, but you know you might go undefeated until the very finals and lose one round. Or like, but or like yeah. four Swiss and top four or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the the main reason we see lots of IDs is basically X Wing traditionally has had huge cuts, like you know, a hundred players top thirty two, fifty players top sixteen, um, and since we didn't, that you couldn't draw in the game, it didn't matter. But now since you can draw, our traditions are causing us problems, and we should swap to. Uh, I say more normal, but it feels weird to people that are not outside of X-Wing tournaments. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, if you play a chess tournament, I'd tell you, yeah, you know, 50 players, you can play seven rounds or whatever. They're like, yeah, okay, whatever, sure, makes sense. But an X-Wing player is like, oh my god, seven rounds, what the hell? Oh. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Now, I, I, I do like the, the visual you gave here, because it it shows that you're not just, like choosing these this number at random that if you look at right. it after round 10 there's gonna these numbers mean one undefeated three x and ones and 13 x and twos which is as close to top 16 as you can get right and you know we'd be blessed and lucky if it's that clean because you know people are pretty smart in round nine that those top seven players will probably ID when they hit each other because they'll be guaranteed into cut. And you'll have those 10 players playing for the last 11 or nine slots. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like generally speaking, like it gives you a rough idea of what to expect. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it for the fact that the person who played at the top table all day went like undefeated for nine rounds, right? Like if they played that 10th round, they can lose it. Like all it could, <laughs> their dice just you know don't work or something goes wrong, right? But if you had started to cut that round, that their undefeated first place in uh, seeding basically means nothing once you go into elimination rounds. 
So it does give yeah, that, that that top player a little bit extra buffer too. Right. It should be. Um, assuming that we trust that X Wing is a game of skill, you should get the more the best player winning consistently the more rounds of Swiss you run and the smaller your cut. Um, that gets boring quickly though when you just say, yeah, we're just gonna run fifteen rounds of Swiss and not have a cut. So like there has to be some trade off somewhere, but well, it, it's, it sounds like, from your, what you've described, at some point, your games won't matter. Because you're not in... Yeah, basically. You're not even in the ability to get to it. Which is what we used to do, like, the graduated cuts was kind of just, like, an oversimplification of it. Which yeah, well, is here's like, a... I got a... You ready for a maybe mind-blowing moment? Blow my mind. Let's go. Alright, so you intuitively get, if I tell you, hey, you're 0-3, you're eliminated from this tournament, none of your games matter anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, that makes sense, right? Yeah. There is an inverse to that, where I can say, hey, you're X and O, none of your games matter anymore, right? Not usually the yeah. way we think about it, but, right, if you're playing a six-round tournament and you're 5-0, and o, your last round doesn't really matter, and let's say there's two undefeated players, because either you're going to play the other guy and you're going to win or lose, and one of you will be the number one seed, and one of you will probably be the two seed, because that's how strength of schedule works. Uh, or you'll intentionally draw, and one of you will be the one seed, and the other one will be the two seed. Like, the outcome of the game is irrelevant, um, even if you played it out. Like, the tournament itself doesn't care if you win or lose. Much like we don't care about the 0-4 player winning or losing. Like, obviously we care about them, but, you know, like, we don't care about the outcome of their game. We don't care about the people that have already passed into the tournament. Like, sure, you, you can pair them, but it doesn't matter. And that's where intentional draws happen. So um, mm -hmm. intuitively, intentional draws happen when games that don't matter are in your tournament. So you will kind of want to minimize the number of times you have games that don't matter, which is why smaller cuts reduce intentional draws. Sure. Makes makes total sense to me. I'm interested to learn more, though, uh, in the, the upcoming series. Uh, uh, final thoughts on that, Chris? And I'm, I'm going to turn it over to uh, my boys for questions, if they have any. Uh, I don't have a lab coat. I'm sorry. That's my final thought. Um, that's okay. We'll fundraise you one. Don't worry. <laughs> we will bring one. We will bring one to worlds. Is, Do not worry. We will is, have one. Somebody will now. <laughs> Somebody's going to bring me a lab coat. And AMG is going to tell me I can't wear it. Thank God. It won't be my Look, fault. <laughs> we, we crowdfunded a robe for you back into 2019. Yeah, I, that is downstairs. That robe is so comfy. I still wear it, actually. <laughs> it's my robe at the moment. All right. Uh, but yeah, want to check in with you guys. Any, any last lingering questions uh, for Chris or about Worlds? I don't have anything. I think there was a lot of stuff during the discussion, so... Currently good for now. Uh, no questions for me. I think I, I think I hit all of my questions. Um, I understand the currency is cookies, so I think my. <laughs> That's all you yeah. needed to know. Yeah, cookie, cookies yeah. equal tournament points. So, as 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 well, well known. You may, you may as well give me the trophy now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, no, in all seriousness, um, yeah, I'm really, uh, it's, I never, if you had told uh, Chris in like 2016 or 2017 that I was going to be TOing Worlds, I would have laughed at you because that was a ridiculous concept. Um, so it's actually, it's really cool and I appreciate the opportunity a lot. I'm really excited to see everybody. Um, I'm hoping that it all goes smoothly, but obviously 
things are going to go wrong, but we'll try to make it right when it goes wrong. And uh, yeah, a final thank you to all the judges and staff that are you'll see there along the way. Again, I don't want to start saying names because I don't know what my final count is yet, <laughs> but I can promise you that uh, Tim and Chris Mitchell will be there. Well, they told me they'd be there. I can't promise they'll go. So that'll be our uh, head judges this year. Two head judges. Dangerous. Ooh, wow. So Who's the tiebreaker, mega... huh? Yep. Thank you to them. Uh, so I think the tiebreaker is Josh Taylor, the literal lawyer, which is the <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, from my last experience in Worlds, from everything I've heard about uh, the tournaments this season, uh, hopefully the feedback has been... Um, good for you as well but everyone seems very excited about it and i mean you're you're too humble to to come on here and brag about your accomplishments but you really have uh kept uh some sanity in what could have easily devolved into uh chaos in the tournament scenes so to come back and uh have a very successful year um should be amazing on that note, um, if you've got negative feedback, don't, I mean, I know it's never fun to deliver negative feedback, but that is the most useful stuff. It's like, Hey, I went to this tournament and this thing went poorly and I didn't enjoy whatever because of it. I promise I won't yell at you or be offended. We'll just figure out how to try to prevent that. The, the negative feedback I've gotten on worlds and everything has been the most helpful stuff in making improvements for the future. So massive thank you to everybody who, you know, I don't know, like, it takes guts to message somebody that you don't really know and be like, hey, this thing you did, I didn't like it, right? <laughs> so, yeah, obviously I'd appreciate it being constructive, but... Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad you're able to come on here. Show us that you're just a person, just like each one of us, that, you know, people shouldn't be uh, intimidated to question. Um, but, I mean, the we've, we've seen the work you've done uh, and the data they come from and so the uh i think it's been very successful uh all the all the hard work you have done along with the other judges for uh x-wing and honestly like other games should start adopting it too well it's, the secret is we're stealing from other games so <laughs> we're behind the curve <laughs> but you know walk over to a chess game you know what you guys should do this they're gonna look at you like mm. duh <laughs> 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 you guys, you guys should intentionally draw your last rounds of Swiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> Check. Awesome. Well. But yeah. Very, thanks. That means a lot. I'm very excited. Uh, the seventh. Just want to reiterate the dates here. The seventh is when they go on sale, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. That the, is the Adepticon. Adepticon. Opens January 7th. You have between January 7th and February 26th. <sighs> to get right, your Adepticon tickets. Adepticon 2024 registration opens January 7th at noon central time. Noon so central. I'm going to assume they got their daylight savings, right? Nobody does. Uh, so <laughs> close enough. Whatever the computer tells us, yeah. you know. And last year, the website for registration blew up. So, you know, if it doesn't respond for a little bit, don't panic. It'll, it'll come back. Very true. All right, I'm excited about the different events, so I'll be checking out that uh, in the following week. Very excited for Worlds. So it was so surprising uh, last time. Uh, I mean, I like the Worlds was surprising, but 
a lot of fun things came out of it. A lot of surprises along the way. So I'm excited for another year of uh, just, you know, seeing everybody. It was great to finally, after so long, seeing um, everybody come back. Yeah, no joke. And Chris, as well, leading up to Worlds, if you feel like there's more you have to say, uh, let us know if you want to come on another cast for any major updates or things that you want to share with the community for the Worlds event. Yeah, again, if you yeah, I think um, if you guys are up for it, I'd like to send uh, Tim and Chris your way because they'll be able to more directly answer rules stuff. I mean, they can't answer on behalf of AMG despite being the AMG rules people, which is always <laughs> hilarious to me. But, you know, um, really a big part of all the implementation stuff is going to be what those guys think the best solution is, what the full judge team comes to. You know, it's I never saw myself as a manager in life ever, but, you know, a lot of the stuff is I'm bringing to them and saying, hey, good luck, figure this out. <laughs> and, you know, helping, but uh, kind of delegating. So I would love to send them your way because they'll have much better, more direct feedback on exactly what they're going to do because, you know, if something gets escalated all the way up to the head judge, that's not me. That's going to be one of those two. So they will actually be the one making the decision. Okay. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good exciting. to have them on. I, I don't know that the, the logistics of having them both on at the same time, being that one's in Australia and the other in... Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I know that problem all too well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I bet scheduling judge talks are uh, can be difficult, so... Oh, can exciting. you recommend Can't a time be. of day? <laughs> <laughs> so, as, I mean, as we know from uh, XCC trying to schedule <laughs> yeah, the events, uh, yeah, Australia and Europe and America don't mix as far as time zones go. Yeah, it was much easier when I was up at like three and four a.m. But now that I'm a more responsible adult, it's been a lot harder. Yeah, it's only it's only been a year. I feel like I feel like I'm Ugh, the exact same way. Responsibilities, yeah. gross. Uh, responsibilities. <laughs> All right, very uh, exciting stuff in the future. We're going to wrap it up out uh, for this episode. Remember, uh, me and James do Wednesday streams and look forward to the last North American World Qualifier in Las Vegas, the 21st. I always question it. Why do I question it, James? It's uh, Friday the 19th. The cut is on the 21st. So, uh, so that, that is in uh, three weeks, just shy of three weeks. Three weeks. There it is. Uh, very exciting stuff. And then, of course, James DeJong will be holding down the fort for Worlds uh, at Adepticon. Yeah. So stay hope, tuned. Hope, hopefully I don't see you in that booth anytime soon. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> no. We'll be playing. Marcel, Marcel you, made, uh, you got into the cut, too. Oh, you've qualified. Me and uh, no, not that. The last time was the only not the time cut. I'm sorry, for for us, uh, you know, plebes out there, uh, still have to go to the the last chance qualifier. Making it to worlds is our cut. So, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I don't I'll, think we ever mentioned the LCQ details. So I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. The LCQ is hard this year. I mean, it was obviously it was hard before, well, but uh, it's. You said that there's it's uh, top sixteen every not top sixteen. That's gonna be a hard LCQ, so good luck. That'll be brutal. Uh, Glad I'm not part of that one. (laughs) So there'd be. I I do not want to be the last one in that one because that's significantly harder. Eighty players makes only five. Yep. Invites. 
Oof. Well. Brian's, Brian, you're going to have to do a little bit better than sneaking in at like 60 <laughs> this year. Yeah, yeah, because you barely made it last year, right? Look, if it wasn't for the top guy for all... Or, sorry, there, there was a bubble of like 10 people. <laughs> and Tony, I think? Tony, yep. Got yeah, he got into uh, his breaks. Went okay, out. good. I remembered his name. I felt so bad if I didn't get his name right. Um, He was the top of that last 10 and he had his car broke down that morning. It was the only reason why I was one of the nine people let in, because I was number 60 and he was 51. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I felt uh, like a, I don't know, like an executioner walking down there. <laughs> oh, this is how many tables we have. This is how many are you making it through? <laughs> but turned out it was everyone, so, you know, it wasn't much yeah, it turns hey. out it was almost everyone. <laughs> hey! Everyone immediately well, turns towards me after hearing that, hearing that thing, what did you do to his car? Well, so <laughs> I offered I, him many I, cookies and beer. Because last year we were trying to just fill seats up to a number, right. right, for Worlds. And this year we're not doing that. Is that correct? Right, yeah. There's a There will be people from the LCQ that are on standby, but it'll be if the people in the LCQ, so like let's say Ryan was playing the LCQ for some reason, and he was ninth, and there were eight invites given out. It would be in case the eighth, one of the top eight, didn't couldn't make it. It's it's not oh we have an extra table, uh, therefore we're gonna let in a couple. But more but you're not trying to to fit a number into worlds, right? You're not trying to get like a perfect right. number into worlds. Like I, yep. I think what we were trying to do last year, correct? Right. It was. Last year we were trying to get in because the format for the LCQ was already announced as a top 50 and we didn't want to like rug pull people, right? Um, as we, cause we got more details. It was like, Hey, we're going to have a little bit more space on the day of than we thought. It was like, well, we could <laughs> fix the LCQ thing and make it a little harder, but then um, harder as in more selective to get out. And then we could use that space for other stuff. It was like, well, let's just bring in more people and make use of that space. We could have had other side events. It was like, we'll just let in more people. But yeah, that, this year, that is not the plan. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Got to no, qualify. Good to know. Good to know. Even more pressure, man. If you thought Worlds was hardcore, yep. take a run through oh, the LCQ yeah. for a while, because that's where the cutthroat players are going to be. <laughs> the good news to me at least on is like if you miss out on making it into worlds proper the only thing that you miss out on is the opportunity to win the whole in terms of prizing right it's the opportunity right. to win the whole thing and the participation cards you can still get every like all the other choose your own prize stuff so i'm hoping the fomo isn't that bad if you you know fail to qualify you yeah. still got lots of stuff to lots of games to play lots of cool prizes to get um and the du duos uh in addition to the the open library sounds like just yep. a cool place to hang out we got to run out of here, Chris. Get to bed. You're on, you guys are on East Coast time. so. Yep. Uh, yep like, sorry for holding everybody long. No, we'd love to you. have you. Come back anytime. Seriously. Uh, but for everybody at home, goodbye. Thank you. Go Squatching out. Stay safe, stay smart, whatever I say at the end of these. <laughs> Thank you to ISO, Danko, Baffle, Trojan, Prophet, Shadow, Tycho, Spice, Raider, Lancer, Fallen, Row 6, 626, Chief, and J-List, our Grand Admiral Patrons. And all of our Gold Squadron patrons and community members, thank you for your support. Gold Squadron, out.